0: So John Cena really stepped in it. Apparently, he was doing an interview and he referred to Taiwan as a country, which he probably knows almost nothing about. And this triggered a major backlash in China. You see, WWE, NBA, a bunch of American companies have been, have been expanding into China, making tons of money. And so they're very concerned about losing that money. We saw this with the NBA, with LeBron, with Steve Kerr, with Mark Cuban. Now it's WWE. So so John Cena puts out this very weird video where he's like trying to speak Mandarin, apologizing, saying he just didn't know, you know, that Taiwan is not a country. The interesting thing about this is that, well, to Americans, Taiwan is. And there's serious questions about the lengths Americans are willing to go to do something about China and what it could ultimately lead to. And there's fear of war and something called Thucydides Trap, which we reference a lot, actually, which means if you're not familiar As a rising power comes to displace the reigning economic power, war breaks out. And that's something we, we really don't want. We've got a couple other stories, you know, Rand Paul is calling on Republicans to leave Twitter because these lefty personalities, these Democrats have been mocking and encouraging, essentially, these attacks by praising the guy who attacked him, you know, caused very serious injuries to Rand Paul. And so we're, we're going to get into this. Also, we've got talk about, you know, Israel, obviously, and we're being joined by Scott Horton of antiwar.com very happy to be here thank you for having me you want just a real quick introduction who you are what you do sure uh, i'm the editorial director
1: of antiwar.com i'm the uh, director of the libertarian institute which is me and sheldon richmond and pete quinones and kyle anzalone and a bunch of great writers and podcasters over there and um i host the scott horton show uh i've got five thousand five hundred interviews going back to 2003 all wow. scott horton.org And I host anti-war radio on Sunday mornings on KPFK in Los Angeles, 90.7 FM. And I wrote two books, Fool's Errand, Time to End the War in Afghanistan. And then the brand new one out this year is Enough Already, Time to End the War on Terrorism.
0: Right on, man. So we're going to talk about all this stuff. And uh, we got Ian. Yes,
1: Ian Crossland up in here uh, at
2: iancrossland.net and at Ian Crossland on social media. Great to see you, Scott.
3: And I am YouTube. in the corner pushing buttons. I'm really excited for this conversation. I'm ready to get educated about foreign policy.
0: We're going to have a really great, I think, I think, we we got a bunch of news to go through, but there'll be a really great philosophical discussion about war and conflict and all that stuff, which I think will be really, really interesting. But before, check out TimCast.com, become a member. We will have an exclusive members-only segment after the show where we say the things YouTube doesn't let us, and we swear a whole lot. So if you're interested in seeing something like that, go to Timcast.com, support our work. And in actuality, we're trying to build the site because every membership we get from you guys is money that goes towards expanding. We're looking to hire journalists, we're looking to bring in more talent, do more shows. We got the paranormal show, we've got this political show that's uh, we're we're planning on doing a bunch of. It's about like the collapse of 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 you know, uh, po- political institutions and civil wars and things like that. So, please consider becoming a member to help support that expansion. Let's jump into this first story. And it's silly. And it's stupid. It's also kind of creepy. From the South China Morning Post, WWE superstar John Cena is very sorry to Chinese fans for referring to Taiwan as a country in Fast and Furious 9 promotional interview. Isn't there's a a ninth Fast and the Uh, Furious movie you guys do? I've I've long said the FFCU, the best cinematic universe. (laughs) Anyway, John Cena said on Taiwanese TV that it would be the first country to watch the film. American quickly the the American quickly backtracked on Weibo saying he made one mistake after doing a lot of interviews. It's 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 kind of creepy. He said, Hi, China. I'm John Cena. I'm in the middle of a fast and furious nine promotions. I'm doing a lot of interviews. I made a mistake in one of my interviews. Everyone was asking me if I could use Chinese staff gave me a lot of information. So there was a lot of interviews and information, said Cena, who started learning Mandarin to help his wrestling promotion integration in China. He has since gone viral many times for his enthusiastic Mandarin-speaking abilities. I respect him for trying. Absolutely. I made one mistake. I have to say something very, very important now. I love and respect China and Chinese people. I'm very, very sorry about my mistake. I apologize. I apologize. I'm very sorry. You must understand that I really love, really respect China and the Chinese people. My apologies. See you. All I heard was, please keep giving me money. Uh Please keep giving me money. I don't want to lose money. There are more than 5,000 comments on Sina's Weibo apology. Quote, please say in Chinese that Taiwan is part of China. Otherwise, we won't accept it, wrote one Weibo user. Weibo user, the message has over 3,200 likes. Mm -hmm. Then you should say Taiwan is China's, wrote another user. What you have said in the video is nonsense. You can't take benefits from China, but in the meantime, do things to harm China's interests. Others supported Sina with one person writing, I like you. I think you truly love China. Don't talk carelessly again about China's territory and sovereignty. So, of course, it's 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 a silly story in in a lot of ways. I'm not sure how how, how much it really matters, but it's a grain of sand in a bigger heap of many you know companies, sports. We had uh, uh, the NBA. You couldn't put free Hong Kong on a jersey; they wouldn't allow it. It would say error. Can't you, you, you'd make a custom jersey and you try to put free Hong Kong? No, can't do it. We've seen in many like uh, uh, esports, people have said free Hong Kong out. And so it's it's curious. You know, we had Cassandra Fairbanks on and she made really good points about not wanting to go to war with China under any circumstances, even the things we're seeing that are bad. And there's some deep philosophical que- philosophical questions here. The the big thing I take issue with with things like John Cena being deferential to China is that there's clearly American interests. Is he more interested in making money by expanding his business into China, which means supporting Chinese interests against American interests? There's I I don't think there's a way to, to play both sides on this one, right? In, in America, we, as a country, we respect Taiwan. As, as a country, we do. So, you, you know, people are right, are allowed to have their own opinions. John Cena wants to be, I guess he wants to be in line with China because he's got money to be made there. And so what ends up happening is China doesn't tolerate the free speech in the same way the U.S. does. John Cena can say this. What's the worst that's going to happen? We're going to insult him. Maybe if he says something truly egregious, we'll boycott him. In China, he he has to come out and apologize. In the U.S., he wouldn't do it. So that means, so long as they're more authoritarian in their speech, or I should say, more collectivist, then they're going to keep winning a lot of these corporate battles. Which means a lot more resources will flow towards China away from the U.S. And that will incentivize the political class to continue extracting resources through sending our manufacturing and things like that. But in terms of the bigger, the, the broader point, which is Thucydides Trap, I, I, you're probably familiar with this, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott which is, are we heading towards war with China because of their economic expansion? I'm curious, just, is you know, your thoughts, I guess. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? My personal opinion, I think it's really bad because uh, I think a lot of what we're seeing with these corporations going to China is bad because I'm concerned about individualism, liberty, and what happens to the world if China becomes a superpower that supplants the U.S. and starts doing what the U.S. is doing, but with Chinese communist authoritarianism instead of... Classical liberalism, I understand from a historical spect- perspective, not from the current American perspective, but yeah. the very least we have a constitution, right Sure, so i'm I'm curious, what do you think?
1: Well, listen, I mean, I think you're on something that it's a real worry when American you know media characters and companies are so heavily invested in China, or so heavily dependent on uh on Chinese money that then you know it undermines American values like free speech and things like you're talking about there. Uh, we saw this with, and you know we're at the humorous stage of this, right? It could get a lot worse, you know. John Cena and some basketball players and stuff. Right. The one that I thought was really funny was when they remade Red Dawn. And which, <laughs> yeah. I'm an '80s kid, so I love the original Red Dawn. In fact, I just watched it recently, and it's just hilarious and wonderful. Um, but I watched the remake of it, and it's just an absolute catastrophe. And the movie, it was, I guess, it came out like pretty near after the '08 crash. And so the idea was that the American government, clearly after George W. Bush, was so irresponsible, right, That and had had run America into the ground so badly that then the Chinese were going to take the advantage and conquer North America, which is about but it, but as silly was, as the Russians doing it back but, in the 80s, by the way. But it was
0: North Korea, wasn't it? Yeah, well, they switched it, right? <laughs> so
1: this is what happened. When they filmed the movie, they had mm-hmm. – um, I remember there was a lady named Karen DeCosta that wrote for com that was talking about how they were filming the movie in – Chicago, and they had big red Chinese flags hanging down and all these things. And she's like, Oh, they're remaking Red Dawn, and it's China this time. But then by the time the movie came out, it wasn't China anymore. Now it's North Korea. And so if you watch it, then like the beginning of the movie is like a 10 minute or like a little five minute news montage. To try to explain the story of how North Korea ended up conquering all of Asia and then came across the Pacific Ocean for (laughs) us next. And it's just it's the most ridiculous thing. And and the movie was just terrible anyway, it had no redeeming quality anyway. But it was just the fact that they had to change it from something that was mildly plausible, right? Like China is they gotta sell the movie in China. Yeah, they have to sell the movie in China. That's just so they had to change it. And so I think that could be a problem. But I think look overall the more investment that we have in China and the more investment that they have here, the better off we all are and the safer we are from violent conflict. That's the Um, famous quote from Frederick Bastiat. Where goods do not cross borders, soldiers will. And so we're better off. If you remember when China shot down the spy plane in 2001 and Colin Powell made peace real quick, said sorry, and then I forgot if they got the plane back or not. But but they resolved it really quickly and that was because of Wall Street and, and the amount of investments that they have in China dictated that we keep things cool. But now there's an, there's another major competing interest in corporate America besides, you know, Walmart and all those guys. And that is the shipbuilders. And the long-range bomb manu- bomber manufacturers, they have a major interest in pursuing Cold War with China and ratcheting these things up. Right. So what we have, in a way, is a war between big business factions in America, those who want to import and sell cheap crap, or whatever it is, versus those who want to sell weapons to the captive market that is the right. Pentagon. And those are huge, big-ticket items. When you're talking about the next-generation long-range bomber, this is a Got trillion, trillion dollars. Who no, I,
0: I think, I think, I think it is true, right? Trade lines make it harder for there to be war. The problem is, everybody thought that with, with opening up trade to China, they would start to adopt more of, of our values. And right. it seems like that's not happening. They're actually, the Chinese Communist Party is still very much ideologic, uh, ideologically driven and in control of most of these companies. And it seems like it's actually just resulting in the extraction of American manufacturing. Wealthy elites have found a path towards extracting labor, the, the labor from the US, making money by shipping things overseas. Right. And there's, there, there is very much that idea. It's, I think, you know, we saw this with a lot of the establishment Democrats 10 years ago the Trans Pacific Partnership, this idea like, oh, okay, let, let's give them a bunch of stuff with this trade deal, it'll make it harder for there to be war but the tpp was 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 nightmarish trump was like i got to shut this down there was you know ian often yeah. uh, often brings it up that the corporations in foreign countries could then sue americans yeah the
2: investor state dispute settlement clause in the tpp said that if we wanted to not buy malaysian oil for some reason they could sue us for discrimination and then the taxpayer would have to fund this the yeah. lawsuit
0: what what ends up happening is while it may be true or that in many circumstances you'll get some crossover where people might actually come together that means we have to start adopting Chinese ideological – I should say the Communist Party's ideological values.
1: Well, it doesn't mean that, right? I, I mean, for example, these basketball stars or whoever could go a lot more broke crossing the American people and selling out our values of, of free speech than pleasing they, the they Chinese, do. right? I mean, is they John do. Cena going to sacrifice his American audience for a Chinese one or he wants to have it both ways?
0: But, so, but this is this is the issue that I was, that, that I was mentioning that – The ramifications from the American audience who aren't paying attention to politics is that they're going to shrug and say, I don't care. Whereas the the Chinese audience is very much heavily invested and very, very, you know, pro China. So John Cena could come out and say, you know, look, it's, 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 where's the most damage? If he says Taiwan is a country, then he loses tons of money in China. If he says Taiwan is not a country, then nothing's going to happen to him in the United States. So he defers to China. you that, That's a grain of sand. You, you do that over and over again. Eventually, you have this heap where you look at the companies that want to be in, in, in China. Google, for instance. In order for a company to operate in China, they have to have a Chinese Communist Party member in that company, in that office, in the country. So now Google starts, you know, you start seeing protests in the U.S., When Google was developing a Chinese censored search engine, people protested. Google claimed to shut it down. I guess I'm not sure. We we have to have the experts back on, but there's rumors that Google just decided to just give in and start doing what they wanted. Um, The American people, too many of them, don't care and don't pay attention, and so because of that, these companies are like, "What's our risk? You can piss off Americans, but Americans don't pay attention, so they probably won't do anything anyway." But these other countries that are much more invested in their Country will get mad, so let's just make sure we're keeping them happy. And then, over a long enough period of time, it seems like we're becoming too deferential to China because our business interests are.
1: Yeah, but then again, look at all the backlash against the NBA stars who, uh, you know, said everybody be quiet about Hong Kong or whatever a couple years ago. And I don't know exactly the the, backlash against Cena, but there's there's a substantial one about this, right? He's be clowning himself, (laughs) selling out, selling out. You know what he obviously thought as you just said, all I hear is money, money, money. Right. right. Which, by the way, you know, the situation with Taiwan is very complicated. After the Civil War, the nationalists escaped to Taiwan and then the Americans sailed the Seventh uh, the Fleet in there, I guess, right. and, and prevented Mao's forces from following them and conquering them. And then, from 1949 through, like, 74, America only recognized Taiwan as the official legitimate government of China. Even though they really only ruled this tiny island, and yeah. all of mainline, mainland China was, had been under the rule of the Maoists for, by that time, like 30-something years. And so Nixon and Kissinger, in a move that was really made to, one, screw the Soviet Union, and two, kind of ameliorate from the fact that he was pulling us out of Vietnam by saying, well, don't worry about the domino effect because we made friends with the Maoists. So now that we're friends with China, it doesn't matter so much that we're losing in Vietnam. And so they recognized China as, you know, the the communist government in Beijing, as the official government of China, which was only reasonable. But then they adopted this policy of strategic ambiguity when it comes to the fate of Taiwan. And so America has no treaty with Taiwan, and we're not sworn to protect them. But since Nixon, and various presidents say this in different ways, Trump— almost accidentally changed the doctrine in the way that he stated it, but then his State Department walked it back. But essentially the position is that there is one China and the government in Beijing is the official government of all of China, including Taiwan, but that America will always oppose the reunification by force. But then in what way will we oppose it? Will we sell F sixteens to Taiwan? If so, how many? And then if that doesn't work, then what? And this is the real crisis now is let's say that the Chinese decide that we're taking back Taiwan next year. What's America going to do about it? Joe Biden. Well, what's any American president? What's your favorite American president going to do about it? He's going to get into a nuclear war. He's going to lose Tokyo and Honolulu and Los Angeles in exchange for Taipei. And what do we get out of that? Nothing. And what do we really care if the Chinese conquer Taiwan? What difference does that make to you or me at all, other than we're against war, we don't want to see anybody violently killed? But in terms of the American people's national interest, there's not one town, much less major city, we should be willing to trade for Taipei. And by the way, if we got into a nuclear war with China over Taiwan— they'd get Taiwan at the end of the day anyway. We'd end up losing L.A. and San Francisco and getting nothing out of it in
0: exchange. Already, like, in my mind, I can see, like, the 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 path of, like, the conflict and the arguments over for and against that I hear so often from, I wouldn't necessarily say the pro-war people, but the, like, I don't think, well, there's probably people who say they're pro-war for sure, but most people try to pass it off like, it's war essentialism. Like, I wish we didn't have to have it, right. but we do. Well, see,
1: this is what you're talking about with the – I always forget how to pronounce it. The Greek trap there. The Thucydides trap. Thucydides trap. Thucydides. I, Thucydides. <laughs> I can never say it right He was a guy. So, but he, he was a, a guy. So, he was yeah, a guy. The thing of it is that if America would just renounce our world empire – which we're not supposed to have in the first place, That's right. then it wouldn't matter that China is the rising power. The reason this is a trap is because America has declared that the entire Pacific Ocean is an American lake, and we won't settle for only 99%. All of it belongs to us, or we'll go to war over the idea. But that's not legitimate. So if China becomes, again, the dominant power in East Asia, as it's always been for thousands of years, then... We have to go to war against that, or well, we have to recognize that this is the middle part of North America. And that sounds to me like Japan and Korea and Vietnam's problem, not mine.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you look back at the—I the, would assume a lot of the intent of the Founding Fathers was not to do any of this. But at a certain They point, warned us
1: explicitly right. against foreign engagement like yep. this in entangling alliances, whether yeah. you know with European powers or anyone else you could imagine— and, and it, it and changed foreign
0: intervention all altogether. All world War One, I, I think, it changed everything. That's right. All we'll of see. a sudden, yeah. All of a sudden, now it was uh every war was our responsibility. We became the world police. So, so, but let's get a little philosophical, I suppose. If so, we've had different experts, you know, on talking about China. Sure. If if Biden can't defend Taiwan, then we could already see China's expansion, the claims of the South China Sea, the attacking of the Vietnamese fishing vessels. They'll just expand and exert influence and take over. And so the fear is what happens if the US does nothing? Do we eventually have a China that does what the US does? And do you want to? I don't think so.
1: I don't think so. But look at the, what is I mean, it, the Belt the be Road Initiative. They would be insane to look at what America's done for the last 20, 30 years and say, let's replicate that. <laughs> we'll build 800 <laughs> yeah, bases all around the world, and then we'll kill 2 million Iraqis and Syrians Oof. and Yemenis, and then we'll blow our own brains out, and our civilization will collapse.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. I, Why I, would I, they do that? Could they, bu- they well, possibly well,
2: be
1: as dumb as the
2: Bushes and the Clintons? They're building their bases no. on nuclear submarines, so they're mobile and underwater. They are
0: expanding the, the well, atolls, but, but I will say this. I do think there is a certain efficiency in the Chinese Communist Party's authoritarianism. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm saying that you rule with an iron fist. They dictate and they have a plan for what they're going to do. Whereas in the U.S., we have regime change every four years almost. Like one mm. guy wants to go blow up this country. George George W. is mad about, you know, Saddam and his dad's fight. So he wants to bring it back. Then Obama's like, I guess there's money to be made. So Joe Biden gets his brother some contract deals in Iraq. When you look at what's happening in the U.S., it's the extraction of value for personal gain yeah. and it leads us i i look at what what the authoritarian uh, you know the chinese communist party what they do is it's rigid it's constructed it's controlled there's a plan there they they're very rigid and i look at the us and it's chaotic exploitation by the elites yeah. they don't care about you they but, don't care about us
1: but you really think the chinese plan is world empire rather than just shoring Definitely. up their own area i don't know I mean, look, look this is look, a no, desperately no, 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 look, poor country with the, millions of of hungry people. But look at what they've know. been
0: doing in Africa, South America. The, was it the Belt and Road Initiative? That, that, yeah, so that's, what it's that's all
1: men with briefcases, right? That's not militarism.
0: So it's. I it's, mean, they have it, a
1: tiny little military base in Djibouti, right? Otherwise, they traips across Africa. We got special operations forces in right, 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 more right. than half the countries in Africa. They've got guys with briefcases doing capital investments.
0: Which is interesting because. It's a Chinese Communist Party using capitalism, using capitalist enterprise Hmm. to gain control. They're buying up tons of our land. So my fear is I I would not want to live the way people in Hong Kong are currently, you know, with with all the changes and the people being arrested and in mainland China. I like being able to tell, you know, I don't care who the president is, to you know, to F off or whatever. But uh, they've all there's been direct economic competition between China and the U.S. I don't necessarily think warfare needs to always be hot with guns. And so what happens when, yes, through economic exploitation, we end up deferential to the Chinese Communist Party? I'm not, I'm not in any way advocating for what the U.S. is stupid plans with sending guys with guns all over the place because you can clearly see that China using investment is doing way better in many ways. We are mm. wasting time and money because we have corporations, we have big military industrial, you know, companies that just want to expand and make more. Even when the, when Congress says, or even when the Army's like, we don't need any more tanks, Congress is like, eh, rubber stamp it and we just make them. It's good for the economy. Right. China's more strategic. So they got a longer plan than us and I do think I'm, I'm not going to be happy. Uh, I, I think most people wouldn't be happy if they had to live the way people in mainland China do.
1: Yeah, but... Well, I mean, it, it's kind of a leap, though, from John Cena to <laughs> all of us having to apologize to the Chinese right, right, all day right, right. For, for this, that, or the other thing. Of course. I mean, frankly, their military doctrine, our government's acronym for it, or, you know, the way they call it, I don't know exactly the Chinese term for it, is anti-access area denial. In other words... It's purely defensive. Their entire military strategy is about keeping the United States out, keeping us away. So, yeah, but it's not a blue water Navy. I mean, you talk about uh, nuclear submarines. We have 22 aircraft carriers, 11 on station around the planet at all times. The U.S. Navy rules all the oceans and the seven seas. The, The question here is, do we rule all of the South China Sea or does... China have influence in the South China Sea. And think how absurd this would be if we were talking about China's influence in the Gulf of Mexico. Right. Right. And the Atlantic Ocean is now a Chinese lake. I, 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 it would be absolutely absurd in the same way that our claim to the Pacific Ocean and all of those territories is absurd. And I'm, so, yes, we we are in a trap if we are pledged to defend the Koreas and Japan and Laos and Cambodia and Vietnam and Australia and every other and what uh Myanmar and every right. other country in Asia from China then yes we are definitely in a greek guy trap and we're going to have greek a nuclear guy. war trap. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, thucydides but but the reality is that that's not in the interest of the american people whatsoever so right. if the chinese like you're talking about the difference between the people that run the american government have only these very narrow interests and the chinese government seems to have kind of broader plans I don't think that makes them necessarily any more like of a threat. You
2: know, the defensive pact of World War I is basically what started it. Someone had a, a pact with, I don't know, was it the Austrian-Hungary, Hungarian Empire or something? Yeah, the um, Germans
1: and the and, Ottomans and Austria-Hungary. So
2: if someone got invaded, then there was a defensive response. So, like, if, if Taiwan was invaded and the American defensive response would kick off a bunch of nations joining and defending each other and then a, a world war. But when you look at World War II, Hitler invaded Poland. And if we had not done anything... They set up basically they used the conquered area of Poland to build more military they were using their industry so it was they were planning to invade Russia so at what point if you see a foreign invasion do you do you intervene
0: Well that's the deeply that, that's the deep philosophical debate what, when they attack you
2: But what if they attack everyone around you and start building more weapons with that industry
1: Well look France is not around me and this was the lie of the 1930s and early 40s was that, look, France is our eastern frontier. Well, no, it's not. It's like 5,000, yeah, 6,000. France miles is away. not part of America at all. And it's not our frontier at all. These are all just figures of speech, right? And in fact, you know, if the British hadn't given a war guarantee to Poland, then. Hitler would have never turned West against France and Denmark and Belgium and England and the Western democracies in the first place. As you say, he was they split Poland. He split Poland with the Soviet Union and on a, and, and made a peace with them because he knew that he was going to have to fight them sooner or later. But the British and the French were insisting on fighting him. So he decided to turn against the, to make a peace with Stalin and fight and destroy all the Western democracies first and then move into the Soviet Union. So if the British had just stayed out of it, once he went into Poland, the war between Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union was inevitable, and he would have never felt like he had to attack the western democracies at all. The whole thing would have been in the east, which would have been a catastrophe for the people in the lands between Germany and the Soviet Union, but not for the western democracies. And it was it was this all was self-inflicted in fact. If you read Pat Buchanan's book Churchill Hitler and the Unnecessary War. They talk about when Neville Chamberlain, everybody ma- always makes fun of Neville Chamberlain for making uh, peace over Czechoslovakia, right? Yeah, they But he's the one who he gave the war guarantee to Poland. And as soon as he did, Lord Gray, the foreign minister, said, oh my God, what are you doing? They should lock this man up in a mental hospital. Are you crazy? Why would you give a war guarantee to Poland? We have no ability to defend Poland. All you're doing is guaranteeing that we're going to get into a war with Germany that we're not prepared to fight yet. And meanwhile, what does any of this have to do with FDR and the American people back home, other than his New Deal failed for three administrations in a row, and so now he had to get us into a war?
0: So what, why did uh, why did Hitler attack uh, the UK? Because they declared war on him first. Is that what happened? That's what happened.
1: Yeah. When they and listen, Poland. when that war was over, yeah, right, right, right. when that war was over, Winston Churchill said, "You know, I guess we stuck the wrong pig." Huh. Well, didn't Germany, yeah really, huh? Germany had a, a military force in their west
2: preparing to invade France. Regardless, I think like there's, they there's, were ready to go when France declared war. They went like two weeks later. They went into to Paris with tanks.
0: Well, I, I don't want to uh, do, I, know, I, do like World War II Two. two yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Because I want to When keep you have it a belligerent the... that is going to invade, at what point do you say I right, need, need to declare counter war? The, the,
0: the philosophical question that I that I wanted to get to before we started going off on the, you know history stuff is. I guess the philosophical argument for those that are war essentialists is that, well, if we don't do it, they will, and I'd rather be on top of the mountain than, you know, the yeah. bottom of it. Mm. And that's like a very nightmarish prospect, but I, I think, I don't know, do you cross your fingers and hope no one's going to do it? Yeah, I think look, they would I, though. No, I don't think they would. I, you look, think only America is the country that wants the, to have these bases? Well, look,
1: the American people are the only ones who can afford it, and we can't even afford it. Yeah, yeah. The Chinese
3: can't afford it. Because of the it. petrodollar. It's all one. Look, and the
1: reality is we had in the Cold War with the Soviet Union this bipolar world.
3: 18 plus where
1: is really america ruled two-thirds of the planet and the communists ruled one-third of it right and then when all that fell apart this is what charles krauthammer the neocon called our unipolar moment this is when we get to spend the next about 20 years making the world exactly how we want it before not that america will get weaker but before the rest of the world starts getting rich and their power starts becoming more equal to ours and then so this has been seen all along as an eventuality that what we'll have is a multipolar world where it matters what Beijing thinks and it matters what New Delhi thinks it matters what London thinks and it matters what Sao Paulo thinks and so is what, Rio what, is so, the capital of Brazil oh, is it? so what you're saying Rio
0: is Bichiro. that John Cena a politician of China will kick off World War <laughs> <laughs> 3 I'm getting I'm but, but let's talk about uh, so so I we'll get we'll definitely start you know keep the conversation going on the on the philosophy of war as we move on but let's talk about the media because we have this other story from the hill the memo media face hard questions on trump in the wuhan lab i don't i don't really need i use the i'll use the article as a reference but i don't think i need to actually pull anything up because we all know what happened huh. donald trump very early on said the wuhan lab lab leak we should we should investigate into it the media went nuts said it wasn't true fauci said it was likely not true is i said, no? i don't think so everybody said trump was a conspiracy theorist vox.com said theory debunked and somehow, for some reason, all, you know, all of a sudden, the media's flipped on this. Mm-hmm. And my, my first point is like, hey, it's about time people are taking this seriously. And also, wait a minute. Huh. Whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? I don't just believe all of these different media institutions and political establishment elites just decided now, oh, I, I just realized maybe it's true. Is there perhaps an agenda behind why all of a sudden... They've decided to say yes. Let's investigate Wuhan. I'm not sure about that. I think
1: I, I doubt that the Democrats and the overall, you know, media
0: consensus is we want to toughen up on China and demonize China worse now. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying like they've they've coordinated anything. Like the media, sure. I think, is just deferential to what yeah. the, poli- the 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 establishment elites say. Uh, apparently, to me, what made the
1: change was a guy. I forget his name. Sims, maybe. Uh, who had been the New York Times science reporter for like 30 years, and this is not the guy that got fired over saying the N word. This is a different guy, different guy. Okay, Which, not
0: the N word guy. All right. And
1: that story was completely ridiculous, by yes, the way. It was. Anyway, so this is the other guy, and and they wouldn't publish the thing at the New York Times. He just published it at Medium dot com, but it's I don't know how many words. It says at the top, 47 minute read. Wow. Oh, so, so it's like a twenty thousand word article or something about how, geez, guys, we don't have the proof. But it really does look like
0: it was the lab. And then. But th- that means man made or manipulated. Like uh, Fauci you know, right. said he wasn't convinced it was naturally occurring. Right. So that's, what, the cra- that's the. And this
1: is the deal it's this gain of function research where they deliberately make viruses more and more deadly on the theory that they can keep it locked up in the lab huh. and that then they can anticipate future viruses. Right. If we're going to engineer a virus that attacks the ACE2 receptor on your lung cells and then we're going to figure out. How to kill that virus so that then if a virus similar to this ends up breaking out into the public, we'll know how to fight it. So that's the theory. But, of course, it's really dangerous work because what they're doing is they're deliberately evolving these viruses to be more and more contagious, more and more transmissible. Because otherwise it takes too long and, and the, to go through the steps. So you have to make it as infectious as possible right. so you, you can hurry up and, and but, do the next stage of the experiment. But they
0: were doing it in a, in a lab that we, we had repeatedly heard warnings about mm-hmm. for right. having lax security procedures. Well, and Obama
1: see- outlawed it. It was, the, it was the Obama White House requested that Congress outlaw this. And they could have done it just by executive order or something, I guess. They had Congress pass a law and, and ban this. But the law has a loophole. That says that if the proper authority determines that there's a national emergency, then you can go well, ahead. Wait, 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 and wait, it wait. was Fauci national who signed emergency. off on the national emergency, but we can't go ahead here, but we can finance this group we, that's financing the research. President in Wuhan. Stubbs
2: is we gotta, it's a we, national we, we, emergency. We got to slow
0: down. Uh, and we jumped the connection. Okay. The U.S. was providing funding to this lab. Right. So can you explain
1: Yeah. yeah so, So it was under the National Institutes of Health. Then there's a subcontractor. I'm sorry, I forgot the name of the, the company that's the subcontractor. It's like Eco Health e- or something. E- yeah, exactly. Something like that. Yeah. And then those guys were actually the ones in charge of the investigation as to what happened. Oh, and everybody crazy. took their word I for I love it. it. Found ourselves innocent yeah. of any wrongdoing. That's <laughs> that's right. but by the way, so at the beginning, um, when you said everybody denounced Trump, that's not exactly right. The head of the CDC at the time, the bald guy with the beard, I'm sorry, I forgot his name. Uh, that's he, not Redfield, is it? Yes. Yes, oh, okay. Redfield said he thought that it was... That it must have been engineered in a lab,
0: and, and the now, guy and the and the, fam- the famous Nobel laureate virologist said the same thing. Uh-huh. Luke, what's his name? I don't remember his name. I'm not he was sure. called the conspiracy theorist. Said it was he was he yeah. was nuts. But see, you also now have, they're like, oh well, Fauci said it, so. Well,
1: and you also have Josh Rogan, who is you know very close to the war party and writes for the Washington Post, and he's just put out a new book about this as well, that says like we don't have the proof, but. Boy, does it sure look like this
0: must be what happened. But but I don't. So a lot of people have mentioned this this Medium post, and there mm-hmm. was one viral tweet that was like, "Think about that." The only reason the story is getting out is because someone wrote a story on Medium because our media establishment wouldn't accept it. And right, the like, New York Times wouldn't publish their own science reporter. But but right right right. But we had we've had whistleblowers. Mm-hmm. We we had a, 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 a researcher out of the University of Hong Kong saying looked like a lab leak and they knew people who were involved in it and that was all rejected all lies all conspiracy trump said without evidence trump said without evidence right all of a sudden now this guy writes this medium post so here's
1: what it is here's what it is
0: it's not so much about why are they
1: open to the possibility now as much as why did they refuse to discuss this possibility (laughs) all last year yes yes and you already hit the key there because it was Trump that said it. Yep. And they had an agenda to hang the virus around his neck no matter what. So, and frankly, you know, his leadership on the issue the first few months there was not so much to be admired. And so this was the thing that they were going to use as the millstone to hang around his neck. Now, if the virus came out of the lab in China, 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 right, that fits in <laughs> with his narrative and is handing him a point. Maybe a few points. And now what's interesting, though, right, is that they could have turned it right back around again, although they would have had to sacrifice their boy Fauci. Mm. (laughs) They they would have had to say that actually it is Trump's fault because Trump wasn't doing his job preventing Fauci from signing this emergency authorization to allow this virus to go on. So they could have still made it all Trump's fault anyway. But they would have had to go around the long way.
2: yeah. Probably and it so. was easier
1: to just say, well, it came from nature, and this guy just did nothing but sit on his hands, and that's why everybody's dead. And there's no way they were going to let this complicated story break out in the summer there's, and become a real topic of conversation if they, they could squelch it. And they did squelch it.
0: They did not want to give Trump an opportunity for a win, period. Right. So no matter what he said, it was bad. And so the media was just their bread and butter the whole time. Now CNN's ratings just on fire. MSNBC, everyone's in the gutter because it was just, that's what they they were living off of. Anger at Donald Trump. But let me tell you, it's really easy to criticize the media. I think most people get it at this point. I'll tell you what's shocking to me. This story, which just went up, uh, like, what was it, like now, 40 minutes ago, yeah. from Fox News. Senate advances measure barring taxpayer funds for China's Wuhan Institute of Virology. Amendment added by GO- GOP Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa to the endless frontier act which seeks to counter china only now,
3: now like, huh? it's
0: it's been a year and a half <laughs> well, almost they, a year and a half of the, they already of this. had a law like this why don't they just
1: take out the part that says that fauci can sign an emergency authorization
0: yeah that's all
1: they got to do is why take out why didn't they wunson's? fire
0: that guy you know, I will say I would love to see one if there was one debate that I could see between, you know, a couple of people would be Fauci debating Fauci with Fauci yeah. stepping in right. because <laughs> Fauci has been anti mask. He's been pro mask. He said, go on cruises he said cruises are dangerous. He said it's not going to be a big deal. It's going to be a really big deal. He said uh, two masks. It's just common sense. He said two masks. If there's no there's no evidence suggesting. And then he said CDC guidelines say you should wear two masks. He's just, wow. just like Trump. <laughs> he's, he's on all sides of every issue, so you can pick and choose. And if you want to like him, then you
1: can go, I agree you go. with half
0: of the stuff this guy says. That's pretty you, good. I, I, we need a, we, so I, I know, like you mentioned the other day, uh, Lydia, that Crowder had a uh, you know, Fauci debating Fauci, but we need an updated Fauci debating Fauci.
1: Because,
2: mm-hmm. boy. Part two. Yeah, he can really <laughs> debate himself. But so, well, you,
1: you know why he was first famous was because when the AIDS epidemic was first breaking out in the 1980s he was the guy who pushed that no we must only fund vaccine research and we must do everything we can to thwart people who are trying to come up with medications to treat it now here we are in the year 2021 there's no aids vaccine yeah there's no vaccine for hiv there never has been they you know tried working on it from time to time um they never came up with do it. One. the reason well i don't know but the reason that people survive with aids now is because of the drugs yeah. that fauci suppressed and you know i saw on twitter someone uh showed an old sign of a uh, aids rally and from like 1984 or 1985 and the guy says the guy's sign says dr fauci you're killing us
3: wow really yeah I, I i
0: just i we got this next story from CNBC. And, by,
3: and it was azt
1: was the big drug that he was trying to suppress and that was the first big breakthrough drug that helped
0: AIDS patients. Wow. Wait, a- AZT? Yeah. Is, is, is that the same drug that's been brought up as azithromycin it or no? I don't know. No? I don't know. Well, so, But they uh, made
1: a, a Matthew McConaughey movie out of this. The Drug Buyers Club or was it? The Buyers mm. Club? Oh, yeah. Well, Dallas, yeah. Dallas, 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 I- Buyers Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club. Buyers club yeah. where this is, it's AIDS patients and Dr. Fauci won't let them buy medicine. So like they got to go down to Mexico to get the medicine. So that's who this guy is. 40 years he's been entrenched Jeez. in this industry
2: yeah. at least. Right? And
1: seriously, let's just entertain the possibility for a second because it's not proven yet. Okay, but let's just say that... He signed this emergency authorization that allowed the money to go to this subcontractor to continue pushing this research at Wuhan. Fauci just killed a couple of million people, (laughs) including about 600,000 Americans. I I don't know what was the last count uh, of uh, number of Americans who died of this thing, but I guarantee you it's higher than the official count. The excess death rate is much higher.
0: Let's do some math and be fair. All right? All Um, right. If everybody wore a mask from the get go, according to the CDC, that would have helped prevent the spread. So they say, uh, okay, well, then if everybody did, there'd be a lot less dead, right? Well, in the beginning, Fauci said not to wear a mask because he wanted to make sure the doctors got it. Right. He later admitted that, that, well, you know, we said that because we were worried the doctors wouldn't get it. Right. As I pointed out yesterday, the reason the doctors need the masks it's is because b- people aren't wearing masks. It's <laughs> because people don't wear masks, get sick, and then go to the hospital. Yeah. And so the doctors need to wear them, too. Right? If everybody was wearing masks, you'd have a lot less people in hospitals. Doctors wouldn't need as many. Mm-hmm. Fauci lied. And people died. And he could have just said, listen, please, for the love of God,
1: everybody, save the N95s for the doctors. Yes. But wear two bandanas
0: or something. Yeah, he could right? have said wear a something. scarf. Sure. I mean, people walk around with masks. They take a handkerchief. He could He could, He could. could have said, you don't need the N95s. Just pull your shirt up and put something over your yes. face. Instead, he lied because he was worried that people would buy up the medical supplies.
1: Although, you know, at this point, and, and honestly, I don't read up on the germ nearly as much as I was a year ago. Uh so I am behind on this but it really looks like the masks are red herring because you know Tom Woods uh sends out his daily email and one of the things that he's constantly doing is comparing the states with the different levels of mask mandate at the same time and the curves are always the well, same Well this this, this, this just got I think they have studies that say that like if you and I are wearing masks we're less likely to transfer it to each other here and now in this right. room but if you try to extrapolate that out and say you have to everyone in Virginia what, must wear a mask, it doesn't work. And if you it doesn't make want a it, you got to wash your mask, too. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you wash well here's, here's, here's And the here's, reason – wait, wait,
2: wait what,
1: one more thing. The reason they thought the masks worked so well in the first place was because in countries like South Korea and in China and Hong Kong and Taiwan, they were all wearing masks and not getting very sick. But that wasn't what it was. It, it only seemed like it. It was because they have a much stronger immunity to coronavirus. And China's numbers because were. they're so, exposed to many more coronaviruses than we do. So here's here's here's,
0: here's the big challenge. Right now, we've seen Texas and Florida. They they dropped everything. Mm-hmm. They they said we're open for business, and a bunch of Republican states did the same thing. And Joe Biden comes out, and this was this was months ago. He was like, we're gonna we might need a longer lockdown and and more restrictions. And uh, and everyone was joking like, go to Florida. Who's Biden talking to? The problem is YouTube. We're we're at at risk right now of getting totally pulled off just for even bringing this up. There have been channels that have been outright deleted with no warning for simply mentioning what you just said. But what are we supposed to do when we have clear examples in the political arena of states? And then when Fauci is brought on the Today Show and they say, how do you explain this? He goes, I can't. Right. Then why are we listening to this guy, a TV doctor, who doesn't know what he's talking about, and for some reason, they act like he's an expert. They make action figures of him. They call it the Fauci ouchie. That is a cult. I'm sorry. This guy's not an expert. He clearly doesn't know what he's talking about, right. and they're acting like what he says is gospel. I like Tucker Carlson's take on this. He goes, you know, this guy with all his
1: lockdowns and all his recommendations— think maybe he's overcompensating for something here? <laughs> that this guy, he's known all along. He's you, the one who did this to us. Have, well, he's the one who unleashed this virus on the planet. And now he's going around talking about how you and you and you aren't doing enough
0: to protect yourself. I, I thought you were going to say thing. something else. Are there, so have you, oh, <laughs> hold on a second. Have, do you remember the episode of The Simpsons where they – I don't know what happened. There was like a, a, a council took over, and then comic book guy is like trying mm. to pass a law, and he goes like – we, we, as the most logic logical species in the galaxy, the Vulcans mating will now be will will now take place only once every seven years. For most of you, this will be much much less mating, but for me, much much more. Yeah. So the joke would be Fauci's like, "We're going to lock down because then you know nobody can have you know." In the UK, they actually you couldn't have you couldn't go and have sex with somebody like they actually yeah, that banned that stuff. Yeah, Is there a, that's where I thought you were going? I was like Fauci's like he's an old man. Are there yeah.
2: examples of gain of function do
1: working? We're I like, don't know. That's a good question. Like whether they actually ever preempted a naturally occurring virus because they'd been doing such a good job experimenting on possible ones. I don't <laughs> think so. I think we would have heard of that, right? Well, that, yeah. that's not how they stopped MERS. That's not how they stopped SARS. They stopped those because you had to have a really high fever to spread it. And so they were able to just lock everybody down. And I think SARS how, but, spread but, to Canada and they just kept it in one city and it never worked but, but out from there. We're
0: not supposed to know about what's going on in the Wuhan lab and we don't know about what's going on in american labs to a to a great degree a lot right. of it's just classified secret and the american labs have better security protocols they So, better if this uh, it's looking more and more like lab leak is legit i mean the wall street journal said three people from the lab were hospitalized right. hospitalized with this with some, some similar illness and they only told us that two days ago that's it, right that's right and they me, knew the reports from 29 was it the, the report was from last year i think right yeah it was a cia report and you would get banned on youtube for saying it you would get banned on youtube for saying all of these things, the media is now saying, "Oh yeah, I guess so." Fauci himself coming out and saying this, and it's like, I gotta go. I gotta worry about censorship. So back, we to were that. right. Back to the
1: larger point about the media, right? And this is a headline. I actually didn't get a chance to read it yet, but I saw Matt Taibbi's new piece. It's called "The Death of Fact Checking." Yes, oh yeah, I that's saw that it. Too. How is it, how is Glenn Kessler at the Washington Post going to pretend to be a fact checker right? anymore they're, they're, when they're, he's not
0: right? He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Politifact claimed they debunked Tucker Carlson's show because they got an expert to give their opinion. That is not how you debunk something. Nice. If someone makes a video and there is an eagle that picks up a baby and flies away, which is like it was a viral video that happened at some point, you debunk it by investigating the source material, putting it through like an analysis to track like, the, the you know, like... um light and artifacts in the in the video and then point to it and say here's my, my 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 proposal i believe this is evidence and then you have an expert opinion breaking down all the facts right just having some guy go on tv and say he's got an opinion i got an opinion okay yours is the correct opinion thanks you and have a nice day right that's not debunking anything right okay? hey, look they say trust the science but what they mean
1: is trust the scientists that we have here saying things when science itself is nothing but a process for debunking things yeah. It's not something to be tru- – I mean, you can trust it in the sense that it's an effective way to try to debunk things, but it's not a set of answers in a book somewhere that you just – instead of God, we have science now. So we just believe whatever he says, but right. there's no so, he so there. We <laughs> have
0: we, we have this guy. I want to show you this Wikipedia real quick. Luc Montagnier. He is a French virologist and the joint recipient of the Francois bar Sinui. – I'm pronouncing it wrong – Nice. Sinu. And blah, 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 uh, uh, of the 2008 Nobel Prize in Physiology of Medicine for his discovery of the human immunodeficiency virus HIV. Down over coronavirus pandemic, they say, this is on his Wikipedia page. Montagnier argued that the coronavirus disease 2019 was man-made in a laboratory and that it might have been the result of an attempt to create a vaccine for HIV. His allegations came after the United States had launched a probe into whether the virus came from a laboratory. According to Maintagnier, the presence of elements of HIV and germ of malaria in the genome of the coronavirus is highly suspect, and the characteristics of the virus could not have arisen naturally. Initially, this was described as a conspiracy vision that does not relate to real science by Jean-Francois Delfracy, probably probably pronouncing that wrong, (laughs) an immunologist and the head of the Scientific Council that advises the French government on the COVID pandemic. However, Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, admitted... On May 11th, 2021, and he no longer is convinced that COVID-19 originated naturally. Mm-hmm. This guy was called a conspiracy theorist, and he is a Nobel Prize winning virologist. Right. And only now because Fauci agrees with him, we're supposed to now say, okay, no, no, yeah. when the, when the, when the award winning virologist comes out and says, here's what I think, we go, wow. I mean, he's the expert, right? Hey, the head uh, so, of the so, CDC
1: said the same thing. But Bill let me, let me,
0: let me, let me point thing. this out. When Tucker Carlson has a guest on the show, Who can cite an award-winning Nobel laureate Mm -hmm. for his hypothesis, not even statement of fact. Mm -hmm. And PolitiFact says, we got some guy who gave us his opinion that you're wrong. So it's debunked. And then Vox and all these other outlets and CNN can say it's fake news now. How is it reality for these fact checkers when they don't, uh, the the experts, the actual award-winning experts are at odds with them? Who are these random people they put in the news and then claim are experts to debunk what you are saying? It's fake news. They're writing fake stories. This Vox reporter, I tweeted about this. She wrote a fabricated story. Vox.com wrote fake news. When is what are any of these fact checkers going to come out? Any of these organizations? NewsGuard, I'm talking to you. I use you guys. I reference NewsGuard who get whose sites. Are you going to go now to every single one of these outlets that debunked lab leak with no evidence and, and their debunk was an opinion from some guy and now claim they publish fake news? What if I get a former CIA official who comes and talks about some crazy conspiracies involving aliens? Well, I got a CIA official. It must be true. They do this all the time. They pick and choose based on what they think is socially acceptable.
1: But you know what? There's a reason why your show pulls more viewers than any show on CNN. It's because people are over it. in the
0: key demo, they got the old people. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We got the younger people. And
0: remember, too, by the way, I had
1: forgotten about this, but there were two Indian... Virologists at the very beginning, who said they thought it was a lab leak because of the presence of what they recognized as pieces yep. of HIV, and some and of these, they were
0: told that they were complete kooks. Remember that, and some Written of off the some, of, the some of these uh, uh, initial reports, these initial publications were retracted because the media said so, because people were scared their reputations would be destroyed. Well, this guy, this Luke Montagna guy, he's he's eighty eight. I'm sure he doesn't care much about anything at this point. He's like, I'm just going to say it, and it's it's this first of all, please use this as as another example. We often have many examples to your friends and family when they're like, I trust the media. Say, here you go. Here you go. Fauci is now admitting they called the Nobel Prize winner who discovered AIDS, a conspiracy, HIV, sorry, a conspiracy theorist for saying, in my expert opinion, having discovered HIV, this is what I think about this. They were like, conspiracy. What? What? How, he 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 didn't he didn't say it was a, a conspiracy he didn't he he didn't suggest a group of people came together to commit a crime in secret. Right. He was just like people do gain of function all the time and in fact, if you go back a year, what they would say
1: about this always in fact, I remember Tucker Carlson refuting the debunking of his show is they put words in his mouth that yeah. he said it was a biological weapon that had that was being used deliberately. Or, I never said anything about a weapon. Nobody ever thought, nobody ever claimed that if somebody's working on germs in a laboratory that that's biological weapons research. What we think may have happened here was somebody accidentally got infected, which happens. And then they spread it, and it got out to the world. You saw this the is and they go, "Oh no, you're debunked." It's the Stephen
2: King novel. Right, they yeah. made a movie, The Stand, and they were working on a virus in like Florida, mm. and oh, one well, of the well, we'll watch emergency, and then everyone's like freaking out. One of the employees is like, "I gotta get out! I gotta save my family and get out of the city." They lock the whole city down, and he like escapes and gets his family and flees to Texas. Yep. gets to a gas station and spreads it to like eight oh, people, and
0: does. then that's how. Yeah. Or like in uh, Twenty Eight Days Later, when mm. you know, they they have the chimp infected and they're doing experiments, and then the the eco animal activists free it and no, the right. zombies <laughs> spread or whatever. Yeah. This is what it's the in fact checkers mind.
2: Do. That's why they're so afraid of this idea of a uh, lab leak is because of movies like that. This right? is
0: this is what fact checkers do at these organizations like Snopes and like Politifact. They'll say something like, "Oh, you know, Scott Horton's here on the Tim Cats podcast, and
3: it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?"
0: Fact check did you know, people will be people have claimed on Twitter that Scott Horton appeared on the Tim cast IRL show. Question. Did Scott Horton appear on the Tim cast IRL podcast dot 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 with ice cream? False. Yeah. And then it's like no one ever said he had ice cream, but they add that tiny little bit that makes no sense. And the whole thing becomes fake. And then at the bottom, they'll say, you know, it, it, they'll give you a bunch of verbose garbage you don't want to read. Where it'll be like in twenty seven, you know, in twenty seventeen, Tim Pool, you got the idea for putting a show, and they'll talk about all this nonsense. And then right at the bottom, in one sentence, while he did appear on the show, he did not have ice cream. So people see these fact checks and they it, and they share it with their friends. See, it's false. It's not true. Yep. Actually, read it. Why don't you? This is what the media does. Yep. You
3: got. You got to share you know this what? stuff.
1: You lie to people so many times in a row, you radicalize the hell out of them and make them mad as hell. I mean, this is the deal. You can't just keep doing the same
0: thing over and over and over to people because it stops working. I hope that Fauci will be one of the greatest tools in waking people up to the lies of the establishment and the media. Just we need just like a thirty second clip of Fauci contradicting himself in really dumb ways, yeah. and you well, can especially be like, if Which? it's
1: really proven that he did this, that this, it really if, does if come from his funding, off. Yeah. right, right, right.
0: Yeah. So what the what the fact check said is, well, you know, so so Rand Paul questioned mm-hmm. Fauci in in this congressional hearing, and Fauci denied providing we we never funded any of this. You are wrong, and that's not true. The funding was provided. But what was really funny is PolitiFact said, well, they were technically doing gain-of-function research, but uh, there's different definitions of what that means. So it's not necessarily true. But what really happened is that, yes, there was money provided by the NIH, but it was kind of like a general pool. It wasn't allocated. So even though they used some of it for gain-of-function, we don't... It's like, did they really... Me- Basically, what they're saying is, well... They didn't explicitly sign off do gain of function research. Therefore, Rand Paul is wrong.
2: So, like, like if you but, were building but they, a skate but they did park, it. if you were building a skate park, and I was like, "Well, here, let me allocate a bunch of money to you to do whatever you want with it," and you're like, "Okay, I'll build a this skate park with it," and I'm like, "And then when well, they I s- didn't give you money well, to build the skate park, right, right? I gave you money. You were so building a skate park, and you used it to build the skate so, park." So we'll
0: break it down. <laughs> Ian Ian get, put, puts a million dollars up. Tim Pool built a skate park with that money, and then when someone says. Ian, you funded the creation of this skate park. He goes, no, I didn't. Mm -hmm. And then the fact check says, false. Ian provided a million dollars for general purposes. It wasn't to build a skate park. Mm -hmm. While it is true that Tim Pool built a skate park, and there it is. Yes, the money came from the U.S. government from this source. Yes, it went to Wuhan. Yes, they did this thing. But they didn't mean to. That's the media. That's the game they play. The weird thing is
2: I am more comfortable and at ease with this whole thing knowing it's from a lab than thinking it just came from nature. Well, you don't know out. it's from a lab. Assuming that it uh, – thinking if, – if I could pick, thinking that we were working on a virus that infected some people and, and it is way easier and like, good, okay, at least we're trying to do something, as opposed to just naturally some random virus came and started destroying no, humanity. No, no, no.
1: And in fact, the SARS and MERS were like the two novel viruses from the last 20 years, and luckily – and they were d- very dangerous – but they were only very but dangerous to a small number of people. They were able to contain
0: them. So, 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 so this is actually one of the hypotheses, is that they were bringing bats in because they were doing experiments on COVID, on, on the bat coronavirus, because of how dangerous it was. And the gain-of-function research was an attempt to create a vaccine. I'm not saying that's true. These are some of the theories that are in some of these mainstream publications talking about what may have happened. And then it leaked from the lab. There was a story about... Uh, I, I, I We covered this. We talked about it on the show that one of the people got sprayed with like bat urine or something. Uh, Someone got bit. Gross. So these stories were already out there. But you run the risk of Google banning you if mm. you dare bring it up. The double standard. The media is allowed to claim everything's a conspiracy theory. They're allowed to determine what is or isn't true and Google just allows it. They censor and suppress... And we gotta go back to
1: 2016. This is all because of the giant fake Russia hoax. All of this comes from the lie... That Donald Trump and the Russians colluded to steal the election of two thousand uh, sixteen, and then how do we all, get from there to there? Because all mm-hmm. of this censorship comes from that. You know, whatever you're saying that disagrees with the party line, this is Russian disinformation. You're not just right. wrong; this is dangerous, and you're a de facto agent of a foreign power. And all this. so this is when they really started deranking people from Google searches, uh, when they really started kicking people off of Twitter and Facebook, and just like with the germ here. For getting things exactly right, for saying that the Russia hoax was absolutely a hoax—that well, Carter so, Page and, 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 wasn't a and, traitor, he was a loyal American patriot—and
0: let's talk about exactly right. When Tucker brought up Lab Leak, he didn't definitively state it was or wasn't. He said right. these are interesting questions. He was exactly right to ask those questions, right. which are now being admitted to by Fauci. But the media said it was a lie. You can't trust these people, right. and so and you know I know a lot of people that they love watching this show. I, 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 uh, there's, there's a a bias fact checker thing that people were posting, and it was really funny. It said that Tim on Twitter, Tim Pool has a has a right wing blind spot, meaning most of the stories I I tweet about are from the left, but it's because mainstream media is the left. So I use NewsGuard, which I referenced earlier rather uh, angrily. They certify what is or isn't factual news. That they'll be like, oh, this website has bad standards and has good standards. Daily Wire is rated as having bad standards. It's a conservative opinion website. That what, what they report on is fact-based. It's just their opinions, yeah. and their opinions can be wrong. Right. Media matters, which is just activism, is rated green across the board. Right. So it's not that I have a left bias. It's that the organizations and the institutions have an institutional left establishment bias. Yeah.
1: A liberal bias, right? They hate the left. They'll right. go after and exactly. persecute real leftists. You know, they, <laughs> they, um, once They'll they, use them. Yeah, once they started kicking all the right-wingers off of Twitter, then they— Went, well, no, but and, – and de-ranking them on Google. They said, no, but we're being fair because we're also picking on the left too. And they went after Truth Dig, Truth Out, the World Socialist right. website, which is the Trotskyites. Yep. And they threw antiwar.com in there even though we're libertarians. I guess they just assume we're leftists. So mm. we got de-ranked by Google along with everybody else in the name of fairness because they're picking on these people, but they didn't kick the liberals off. They kicked the leftists That's right. off. Uh, yeah.
0: Occupy Wall Street activists got yep. banned. I saw you—you you guys got listed in—it uh, was a blacklist of some sort, probably Google. And I remember talking to a bunch of conservatives, being like, "Dude, they're going after the people who oppose the establishment. Right. It's not—they'll—they'll—they'll they'll, they'll gleefully use the leftists, and unfortunately, a lot of we, a lot of these young leftists." don't know who these people are they don't they weren't they weren't around in politics when joe biden was vice president right. so they think he's the hero or, or uh, to be fair the dsa types in their early 20s think sure he's bad but he's not a fascist and i'm like i got news for you about the biden the obama years and what biden was doing with his brother so make sure call him whatever you want crooked how about that but they weren't around for it yeah so they vote for this guy They get exploited, and that's why Democrats love younger voters. A 16-year-old doesn't have the memory of what they did 10 years ago. Exploitation, that's the name of the game. So they'll they'll censor everybody. But here's what ends up happening. Trump was very powerful in terms of upsetting the establishment. Trump's followers were very prominent and influential. They had to get rid of those people. They cut it, they smack it from the middle, and then Trump loses a lot of his core uh, uh Evangelizers, these these prominent personalities. That means less grassroots, you know, people rising up. They banned subreddits like the Donald, this massive subreddit where people are posting memes and having a good time. They cut it out from the ground up, and then Trump falls. They had to go after him with all of their force. That means the conservatives were getting the brunt of the censorship, but there were very much so many leftists who were anti-establishment as well and screaming and saying f you to the Democrats the whole way, and they got nuked too. But there were there were fewer of them. So what ends up happening is the whole narrative becomes conservative. The liberals end up just saying it's a fake. It's fake news. Conservatives are lying. It's a private company. And then many leftists who get banned apparently weren't loud enough because leftists are always fighting with each other as well. A lot of leftists decided to align themselves with Democrats because, as they described it, it's easier to overthrow a feeble old man than it is a fascist. So they decided they were going to support Joe Biden for some reason. They didn't then speak up for their for their own, or if they did, and this is the problem, a conservative gets banned, the leftist laughs. The leftist gets banned and then demands the conservatives stand up for them, and the conservative does. Some conservatives started saying, you know what, screw you, I'm going to laugh as you get canceled. But this is the problem of censorship. It is the Democratic establishment and the old neocon establishment, which got fractured as soon as Trump mm. stormed into the party. But all of those people, the Lincoln Project people, are very much still aligned with all of the Democrats. They've become one big... They've always been one big uniparty. But now there's, like, real opposition fomenting. And ultimately, I think the censorship will get worse. I think it'll impact us. We've talked a great deal about it. The the lab leak theory, we weren't allowed to talk about. You know, we, were, we had to be very careful in talking about it. And now here we are with Fauci himself deciding it's okay. And now, now it's okay. Yeah. Well...
1: You know, I think it's really one of the major crises of our era is the left, the the further left, really giving up on freedom of speech and, and bringing the liberals with them. You know, it used to be the liberals were the ones who would go to court to fight for your right to say whatever you want that they disagree with, but because they the really power- don't. Yeah, they've taken really much more of a totalitarian uh, sort of a left. You know, my friend Anthony Gregory says it used to always be the best thing about the left was that they weren't the liberals. And the best thing about the liberals was that they weren't the left. Because yeah. huh. you need them both, right? Because the liberals have made their peace with capitalism and and guns. And I mean, they're not coming for them. No, no, the
0: liberals the, are the, aren't the anti-gun ones. The leftists well, love guns.
1: Yeah, I don't know. The, traditionally, the liberals have, they have their background checks and so forth, but they're not taking them.
0: The leftists, uh, I disagree, man. Uh, R- listen, listen, right now, The leftists on Twitter are posting Karl Marx. Under no pretext shall arms and ammunition be surrendered. The workers must frustrate frustrate this by force if necessary. Well, listen. The liberals literally banned a bunch of my guns.
1: Well, that's true that there there are some leftists who are good on guns, but I, I think that those kind of quotes are pretty rare among among the real hard left. But especially like on things like speech um and and war. So it used to be that you could rely on the leftists to be against imperialism, to oppose the FBI and the CIA yeah. and all these things. And you could rely on the liberals to, um, you know, essentially support capitalism and not be, you know, the worst on. But like on,
0: neoliberal capitalism. That's you know, right. Like yeah, absolutely right. Crony it's, corporate it's, garbage. It's
1: the Hillary Clinton compromise yeah. with <laughs> it. So, uh, yeah, we're talking about, we're not talking about libertarianism. We're talking about right. you know, the center left Democrats. Yeah. But then what happened was Trump was so polarizing that he pushed the leftists and the liberals together, but only for the worse, right? Yeah. So the liberals abandoned their belief in free speech so that they could collaborate with the leftists on kicking everybody else yep. off. And then the leftists abandoned all of their opposition to, not all, but their, in large measure, their opposition to imperialism and to the federal police agencies because who's protecting us from Donald Trump? The FBI and the CIA—they love it—and it. so everybody rally around John Brennan and yeah. Robert Mueller because they're protecting us from the big bad fascists.
0: This is what, this is what I said because I—I I, was—I've I known, I known all of these Occupy people, these these mm-hmm. leftists. I said it was the greatest de-radicalization in the history of the United States oh, yeah. when I see the, the the far leftists from Occupy cheering for the FBI, and, I, and that's all I would do. So so I'm on Facebook and I see this hacker guy, this this guy who's like literally been to prison opposing and and fighting you know and being a far leftist and then he's like the fbi has raided giuliani's office this is you know amazing he's like finally justice and i was like i'm so happy to see that you stepped back from the edge and you've come towards liberalism and now you accept the fbi and the federal government as your saviors and you're no longer on the side of committing crimes then another hacker comes in and 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 she's saying She's like, yes, finally. And I'm like, wow, I am so impressed. I remember you sleeping on the floor of that hacker collective talking about how you hated the federal government and imperialism. And now here you are cheering for it. I'm just I'm so impressed with your willingness to finally see the light and step away from this. And they don't know you're being sarcastic. No, they're know. like, yeah, like, thanks. They're like, wow. myself on the back, too. Well, no, they're not all that dumb. But it's like my point was made. And one guy's like. Well, we're allowed to be happy when our enemies are getting hurt. And I was like, right. You support fascists when they're doing things you like. then makes you a fascist sympathizer. There's the door. Don't say that to me about Donald Trump when you scream fascism. And the moment you come in and defend authoritarian measures from the government, I'm supposed to act like you're special? No, 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 no. Yeah, you don't get to play that game. Donald Trump was a human Molotov cocktail. He got thrown in the room. He was a bull in a China shop. He was a bull in an ivory tower. Whatever, whatever, whatever you want to say, you know, call him. But these people got so wrapped up in media propaganda, they went insane. Which they were probably me-
2: already insane. Uh, like being re-radicalized is easy if you live in hate. Like if they hated the government and wanted to tear it down without like a new creation system that they had in, in plan, then it's easy to take those people and re-divert their hate towards something else. Like the media yeah. pushed us towards Trump. They tried so much. So then they
0: just used the hate. The establishment hated Trump but I, I will I will say one thing too what What you need to keep in mind about the left is that while many of these leftists that I'm talking about are my age a lot of the support they get are from people who are 20 who don't know anything about this they were 10 years old during Occupy Wall Street they yeah. don't know so Donald Trump comes along they're teenagers
3: now, and everyone too
0: was before they were born that's right that's right and uh, uh they're babies you know when, when all this stuff is going down uh when, when when a lot a lot of these people were babies or toddlers or kids even if they were alive yeah. they didn't know anything about it right so i'm like what what, what makes you think voting for joe biden is going to make things better and i we actually had a conversation with this guy and his response was oh i was like a little kid i was like a teenager during occupy i don't know anything about it yeah. i'm like so so when joe biden takes over overseeing the iraq war and then all of a sudden, his brother starts getting the contracts. Not suspicious to you? That's what you want to come in. I, I take the I take the crazy orange man, because at the very least, the Abraham Accords. I loved it. He he, he wasn't perfect. Firing Tomahawk missiles, very bad. John Bolton, very bad. It, trying at to to any degree to get troops out of the Middle East. I was like, just t- I'll take what I can get. Instead, we get the the the, the neocon establishment again. This time, we just Biden. He's sitting in his little wheelchair with his blank on his lap going as they just pull the trigger for him. And they just what? what, as soon as as he gets in, what do we get? Missile strikes in Syria? Unsurprising. But anyway, I want to. uh, Well, let's fight about the Abraham Accords. You don't like the Abraham Accords? No,
1: not at all. Why not? Well, first of all, they're not any kind of peace deal.
0: They're economic deals.
1: Yeah. uh, The UAE and Bahrain and Sudan and Morocco, none of them were at war with Israel UAE and and Sudan declared war on Israel in 67 but didn't send any troops. But what, but what, so these aren't really peace deals. What these are is sell out the Palestinians on the American pac on the
0: American taxpayers dime deals. But weren't weren't you saying before that the, that the trade deals with China would be beneficial and help keep things simmered down and prevent conflict?
1: Sure, except there's just hasn't been any conflict to prevent between Morocco and Israel. It's, it's, it's not and just so that. so what's that happened it's, is— what it's, they, it's
0: planes flying over Israel and flying over these countries to and from. I mean, it's, it's, it's normalizing economics. It's like the first step towards stabilizing the region.
1: Yeah, but you had to buy a bunch of F-35s for the UAE in order to get them to do it. And it's, the it's, real purpose of it is not generating peace. And these guys have all been working together with the Israelis all along anyway, unofficially— What it really is is they're selling out the Palestinians because the Palestinian, the deal had always been that these Arab states would not normalize relations with Israel until they gave the Palestinians an independent state or equal rights within Israel. And they didn't do that. And then what happened was Jerry Kushner went over there and said, what's your price? I have the American people's money in my pocket. I can spend as much of it as I want. So what will it cost? Tim. But what, For why, you why, 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 to why, sell out the Palestinians. And they said, I, well, we'll take some F-35s, and we'll take some more your tax money, and whatever. Why should,
0: why should I care about Palestine?
1: Well, Mohammed Atta crashed Flight 11 into the North Tower as revenge for what the Israelis were doing in Palestine and in Lebanon. So it's actually an, whole argument, damn
0: terror war off. It's an argument for us to not be involved. It's an in argument stuff.
1: for us, absolutely, to not be involved. But the thing is, we are involved. The U.S. backs everything that the Israelis do, and so, uh, always I, have
0: i i you know i i mentioned this when you know cassandra came on the show uh came on the show Cassandra fairbank she's very anti-war and she was like you're going to hear a lot of propaganda about why china's doing this that or otherwise and we should not go to war it's none of our business and i'm like you know it's i I don't really have an argument for that it's like are we going to get involved in every single conflict so for me it's like what can we do to remove ourselves from these situations to a to a a greater degree As, as soon as uh biden gets in the funding for for both sides to various degrees resumes and conflict lights back up, and that's good for imperialism in the for the United States. It's an excuse now to put more military into the Middle East. Oh no, it's destabilizing. Oh, there's there's war and conflict. Instead, we should just be like, sure, maybe it costs money, maybe we provided uh, weapons and stuff. It's I don't know the answers, man. I just know. Under Trump, we were closer to getting out of these, these wars, no new wars, and Trump actually trying to pull troops out. And it was the establishment cronies lying to the American people about the troops in Syria and trying to stop this from happening. Right. So I look at it like trade normalization, peace deals, recognition of Israel, the less, the less conflict, the better, and get our troops out and be done with it.
1: I think you're conflating separate things together. Him trying to get out of Iraq and Syria and Afghanistan is one thing. His Israel policy was absolutely horrible and made everything that much worse. He recognized Israel's absolutely illegal seizure of the Golan Heights and their illegal annexation of it in 1981 and said, just on a whim, I recognize it officially now. It's fine. Then he moved the American embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, which is an important symbolic move, meaning that America now recognizes all of Jerusalem as a single unified city under Jewish control when the law says that East Jerusalem is illegally occupied by the Israelis. And Trump just said, well, screw that. And what that did was it negated even the possibility of there being an independent Palestinian state with East Jerusalem as its capital. And it also raises the very important question of whether Jewish extremists are going to destroy the Al-Aqsa Mosque and rebuild the Third Temple and start sacrificing animals and start World War
0: III. I, I think Trump didn't care at all about any of it.
1: Well, he cared about Sheldon Adelson giving him money for the Republican Party. But Sheldon Adelson gave him what?
3: Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Like $50 million? That's Trump changed to Donald Trump. He could have paid for the entire, his own entire reelection and the entire Republican party's reelection and told Sheldon, Sheldon Adelson to go to hell. He said it was a mistake for him to hire John Bolton. Oh, yeah. John Bolton called him from Sheldon, Sheldon Adelson's office in Las Vegas and That's said, guess why. where I am right now? I want a job. And Trump gave him the job. That's right. He should have told him to go to hell. Absolutely. Who, who's Sheldon and, Adelson? What? Well, he's dead now, thank goodness, but he was a, a, an extremely important mega donor. And hardcore Zionist in America he said his only regret was that he joined the U.S. Army instead of the IDF. He said he's the one who publicly said that Obama should drop a nuke outside of Tehran as a warning, and if they don't obey and, after and, that, he ought to nuke the capital city.
0: And, and John's a total nut. And John Bolton was the guy who said this time next year we'll be celebrating mm-hmm. in Tehran. So, so the, the dude wanted to just invade, and people don't understand. You can't. Iran is not some tiny, you know, country. People don't understand the the, the, the geographics, but but uh. I don't, uh, I don't have all the answers. So, so the I don't, I, I, I don't know everything about all of these conflicts well, other take than- Well, a,
1: take a look at what they did with Morocco for this Abraham Accord. As they call them all the Abraham Accords. I think it's originally only Bahrain and UAE, but then yeah, you right. lump in Sudan and Morocco. Well, Morocco has been illegal occupying the northern part of Western Sahara and they, for like they 20 years. It. And Trump went, eh, go ahead, you can have it.
0: Right. So this is but, but, the
1: liberal but, but hold on, hold on. rules-based world order that yeah. America's supposedly enforcing. But the rules don't apply to us. They don't apply to our friends. We can do whatever we want. The, so the, the Israelis but, but, are in violation of the 4th Geneva Convention by transferring
0: their civilian population into occupied territory? Oh well, what's the Geneva Convention? So this is this is the problem. Then should the United States just just said, "We're done with all of it. We're out. Bye-bye. Yes, Have a nice day." Absolutely. And it seems and like I'm sorry
1: for backing these criminals against these helpless civilians, this population that has been occupied for fifty four years, longer than the Soviets occupied. And Eastern Trump doesn't Europe care about dime.
0: those other countries. That's right. So there's no going to Trump and being like, all he cares about is America. All he wants is the is is the, the border secured and factories back in America to make America great. And so when you say, Yeah, but these people I don't know or care about any of that. Right. Sign the deal, get it done and get us out of there. We're out of it. No new wars trying to withdraw troops and they lied to keep them in place true
1: but so he Trump also deliberately escalated the war in afghanistan he deliberately escalated the war in syria until they finished iraq war three against the islamic state there but escalated, right, right, the war. Right, right. escalated the war in somalia and he took wherever there's um the war in in uh yemen and the war in somalia he made official areas of active hostilities which under the law means that now the military and the CIA can kill far more people than in more restrictive circumstances where it's covert increase, action only.
0: Increase in drone strikes? Right. Massive
1: yep. increase in, in airstrikes, drones and planes in Afghanistan and Somalia and Yemen. And um, he delegated the battlefield authority for the right to call in a strike as far down the chain of command as he possibly could. Because when he came in, there are all these checkboxes that Obama and his lawyers had added, and they killed tens of thousands of people with their drone war. But they had added all these bureaucratic checkboxes. But Trump was raised on the myth of Vietnam, and H.W. Bush talked about this during Iraq War I as well. As This was, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but this was a big deal when I was growing up, that Lyndon Johnson tied the hands of the generals behind their back, nitpicking and poring over the map in the White House and picking the targets himself and controlling the policy. And if, And if he hadn't done that, then the generals would have just done the right thing. So Trump said, that's never going to happen to me. No one is ever going to say that I didn't let the military have carte blanche to do whatever they think is right in whatever right. area. And so when this he came in, he said, I want out of Afghanistan. This is in March of of 2017. And when they were doing a review and trying to get him to push to escalate. And he said, I hereby order. All American troops out of Afghanistan and out of South Korea. This is in the newest Bob Woodward book, Rage. Trump said this. Trump said this <laughs> in, in in three months into three months into, into power, two months into power, and James Mattis, the Secretary of Defense that he hired, yep, said belay that order. Yep, we're not leaving Afghanistan and we're not leaving Korea, and I don't give a damn what the president said. And then it was three months later, Trump announced he was sending another ten thousand men to Afghanistan and massively this escalating the air war.
0: Absolutely was one of the biggest problems with Trump is that he hired a bunch of morons and didn't fire the other morons. John Bolton right, obviously. And yes, I think the problem was clearly it sounds like Trump just said we I want out, the American people want out. Yep. But he was too, he he was surrounded by people that he should not have trusted. And, and he gave and, them and power, including Bannon, right?
1: right? Including his own people, right? He couldn't trust he obviously could not trust McMaster and Mattis, but he couldn't trust Bannon either. And this is in I forget if this is in Fire and Fury or Fear by Woodward, one or the other of those. I where, don't necessarily
0: trust the guy, but well,
1: no, but it's it's horse's mouth stuff. So it's like yeah, right. when Mattis tells Woodward, and that's when I said, "Don't do what the right. president said." You can pretty much believe that. You right. know what I mean? Um, is that treason? And well, certainly it's criminal insubordination. Right. I don't know exactly what you know which but law in the military code of uniform. Trump justice hired too many morons, code, Yeah, man. but see, Bannon made the deal. Bannon made the deal with Mattis that listen. We'll shut up about Afghanistan if you guys promise to get worse on China. And then Mattis right. goes, well, sure, we wanted to build up against China anyway. And in exchange for that, you're going to shut up about Afghanistan? Deal. So, and so it was Bannon that sold out Trump on Afghanistan just three months into the thing. And then they got rid of him by, what, July? And then in August, they announced the big escalation. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a story in the Post. This also comes from Mattis straight out of the horse's mouth that in the Washington Post, that Trump complained, why are we in Somalia? I don't even want to be in Somalia. Where is Somalia? (laughs) What are we doing in Somalia? And James Mattis told this ridiculous lie that, well, we're trying to prevent a Times Square attack. Well, the Times Square attack of 2010 was direct retaliation for the drone war in Pakistan. Had nothing to do with a Somali. And drone strikes didn't prevent it. Drone strikes caused it. Okay, but then – but wait, it gets better. Then Trump said, no, but I don't care. I don't want to be there. I don't understand why we have to be there. And Mattis told Trump, quote, you have no choice. And then what did Trump do? He obeyed the Secretary of Defense. Instead of saying, actually, I do have a choice. You're the one who doesn't have a choice, Mr. Secretary. He said, okay, fine, escalate the war. What do I care if they kill another couple of 10,000 Somalis?
0: Trump should have, uh, for one, fired a lot of morons, not hired a lot of morons, and he should have just done—why uh, He, he wh- why didn't he just go on public TV and say, this is the plan, we're doing it?
1: Look, I mean, the truth is, it's because he doesn't read. He doesn't know anything, right? If he knew right. anything sure. at all, Tim, he would have gone to Cato, and he would have gone to the national interest, and he would have said, I want all of the most credentialed anti-war right-wingers that you guys can line up for me. Let's
0: do this. Think about how close we were. Honestly, if Trump— in the first three months, says, out, out, out. But he was too busy surrounding himself by bad people and special interests. Right. And Imagine he was too busy
1: he... complaining about his crowd size at his inauguration and right. every other stupid thing that didn't matter at all. And selling weapons to Saudi you know, Arabia to fund the Yemen yeah. uh, and uh, so, genocide, so, basically. Yeah, we'll get to Yemen in a minute. But, I mean, when he came in, Bannon said, here's our deal, okay? We want uh, to end all the free trade agreements. We want to halt immigration from Mexico. And we want to end all mm-hmm. the wars. Well, guess what? Trump has total power over one of those issues the wars, right? And that's all he had to do was say, I really mean this. I'm really sticking with this. We are ending these wars. And if he'd done that, it also would have been absolutely brilliant politics. Is throwing it- a nuclear hand grenade into the Democratic Party and making the liberals attack him from the right for ending wars and convincing the leftists well, they that they that. never hated liberals so much.
0: They did that. right? The media absolutely did that. They were claiming that Trump was... You know, leaving was irresponsible and it was a gift to these dictators and to ISIS. And clearly trying to negotiate peace was just him appeasing dictators and all that stuff. Appeasing Putin. That was,
1: you know what? I love this one. You can check this in the Washington Post, everybody. Go check in the Washington Post, everybody. In June, it was June or July of 2017, Trump ordered an end to the CIA program backing the Al Qaeda terrorists, the Al Nusra Front, a.k.a. Hayat Tahrir al Sham, in Syria. And the Washington Post headline reads, In move sure to please Vladimir Putin, (laughs) Trump orders end of covert action program in Syria. So they accuse him of treason. For stopping a program of arming Al Qaeda terrorists, suicide bomber, head chopper, murderers well, we, in we, Syria,
0: we've, we've we've definitely established in this episode. Don't trust the media. So don't trust them, man, especially but not the Washington Post. I, I do have to do a hard segue because we went a little long on, on this one. Okay. We, we got to talk about Ian's favorite subject. <laughs> yes. So uh, this might be the, the probably the scariest story I've ever seen. What, what the one that truly freaks me out the most? Wokeness at feds regional banks put central bank independence at risk fed is supposed to operate free from political influence
1: okay okay (laughs) i love it whenever anybody types that with
0: a straight face oh the federal reserve yeah no they don't engage in (laughs) politics at all right right, right right why would they so uh they say federal reserve banks in atlanta boston minneapolis recently dedicated resources to social policy policy reflecting the political leaning of officials who are neither elected nor confirmed by the senate The Federal Reserve's mission statement mandates central bank to achieve maximum employment and stable prices while being free from political influence. Experience has shown that countries with independent central banks achieve better outcomes. Pursuing a highly politicized social agenda unrelated to monetary policy is inflicting reputational damage on the Minneapolis, Atlanta, and Boston Fed banks and the Federal Reserve as a whole. The first thing I'm scared of, but hold on, there's some good news here, is that The Fed is the machine by which they control things and extract resources, like essentially hidden taxes on people, printing money, borrowing money, and then your savings become worthless and then they can use it to fund war and other things like that. Getting woke just means creepy dogmatic authoritarianism. However, it is also instability. It is, wokeness is meritless. It is about instituting policy on the basis of what feels good in our emotions and our ideology as opposed to what works. So it's kind of like, well... We've seen wokeness destroy institutions, right? We say get woke go broke. So it may be scary what happens when the Federal Reserve starts instituting policy at a very massive level, but at the same time, what if the Fed gets woke and goes broke? Huh. What 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 happens? Huh. What what, what would happen if they... I don't
1: know if the Federal Reserve board could be any worse at their job, <laughs> <laughs> frankly. And these guys have caused nothing but booms and busts and catastrophes artificial booms and very real busts and catastrophes my entire lifetime well i mean in the 1980s i'll never forget that in northwest austin they had built entire neighborhoods and entire shopping malls but it was just the roads and the foundations (laughs) and then it stayed like that for 10 years Mm. it was another 10 years before they built lake line mall and we used to just go out there and Camp and get drunk and, oh, no. and, 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 skate? and skate. Dude, I love um, I
0: love it when you find those like pre- the old slabs, yeah, just like pre constructed buildings yeah. that are left for a long time. Yeah. It just and it was just like that playground
1: for, for something like ten years, and then we all lived through the dot com massive crash at the end of the Bill Clinton years, where instead of cashing our peace dividend and bringing the troops home, instead they printed a bunch of money, inflated the money supply. See, here is the thing about inflation too, is as you say, it's hidden taxation, right? Yeah. It's theft. It's the same reason it's against the law for you and I to counterfeit money is cuz yep. we're stealing the value of our neighbor's dollars if we do that. But that's not the worst of it. The worst of it is that you get massive price inflation in certain sectors, like housing, stocks. That's happening fuel right now. That's what's happening again right now. Yeah. So after Lumber. the dot com crash of 2000, they kept inflating housing. And they just poured more and more and more money into housing to prevent that recession from really kicking in. And then we had the massive crash of 08 that brought the whole dang world down with it. And then what did they do? QE, one, two, three, four, five, and just did nothing but ex- expand the money supply, inflate, inflate, inflate. And just as Rothbard teaches, they always try to somehow like prick the bubble and slowly let the air out. But it's always a crash. Yep. And in fact, though, what happened this time was we were due for a crash last year, or this year, or sometime here, real soon. Yeah. But what happened was the governors, Donald Trump, and the governors did it for us and forced the recession, not through high interest rates, but just by forcing the clamp down, the lockdown on the entire economy. And so it, that meant all kinds of bad debts were being canceled off of bank books. Right. It's massively deflationary to have. In other words, it was it was a deliberately imposed. Depression or recession on the economy. So then where does that leave us right now? With the lockdowns just being lifted, a massive increase in the money supply, it means we're right back where we were in the year 2000, 2001, right back where we were in the year 2009, just at the start of the next big bubble. So we're good. So it's time to wave. That's right. We Um, are, yeah. Unless you're trying to, to afford a place to live and you can't, and which this is why I don't know about around here, but in Austin, Texas, there has never been a homeless crisis like there is right now. And and in, like, and it's in California, unbelievable. it's insane. Oh, it's just unbelievable. And there's yeah. people living in tents up and down the side of the road everywhere. And but here's hold on, price hold on. inflation in housing and the now rents and the and the mortgages have gone through the roof. Now
0: add in Biden offering up more stimulus and more right. tax credits and more money for for not working. And what's happening is. We see these stories where fast food restaurants are saying, you know, $500 bonus, $1,000 bonus, come take the job, and people still won't do it. I see from a lot of leftists, they're like, oh, surprise, surprise, nobody wants to work at fast food unless they're getting paid a living wage. No, dude, you're getting paid 16 bucks an hour to not work, which means I don't got to do anything. Why would I take $16 an hour now to work? When I'm already getting it to not work. Well, but, but, but well, mean, plus on. the cost of living keeps
1: going up. So, but it's fifteen
0: dollars an hour, ain't what it used to be. But this is you know? this is the problem. That's a surface surface level problem. What people don't see is the same problems affecting steel mills. The same problem is is affecting uh, 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 mining raw materials. So while we can laugh that you can't buy your your Popeyes chicken sandwich because nobody wants to work there. Has anyone actually looked at the raw materials that aren't getting produced because the same mm-hmm. problem is happening or the farming that's not getting done because the same problem is happening? You got a farmer and he's like, I need someone to work the fields, to to collect the crops, to pick the certain vegetables. And it's like, how much are you going to pay? I can pay 20 bucks an hour. Yeah, I get 16 for nothing. So no, thank you. I won't do it. Guess what? You go to your store. You can't find bacon anymore. You go to your store. You can't find vegetables. It's not just fast food. It's hitting everything. Mm-hmm. And it's been happening since last year. Cause I've mentioned this several times. I go on Amazon. I, I buy a tablet. Or I put a tablet in my cart. I forgot. I didn't buy it. And then a day or two later, I get a notification. The price is increasing this product. It went up, went up like 150 bucks. That's how, f- it's, it's fast. And it's, and you know, we, we can talk about the Fed, the printing and all the stuff, but then you have all this spending. I think we're going to get hit real bad. And I think Bitcoin is going to through the roof by the end of the mm-hmm. year. Don't look at me. I'm not a financial expert. I just look at what Max Keiser is talking about. The guy's been right, you know, a lot. So when you combine all of these things, so so Max Kaiser comes out and he's like, Bitcoin is going to be his price point is two twenty by the end of the year. Maybe not. I don't know. But I, I Max has been right, and I've listened to him in the past. I'd be very wealthy. But then I see what he's saying. Then I look at the things we're we're saying. This Fed getting woke thing. The wokeness is not merit, which means you're going to have people who can't do the job. That's already a ridiculous job, the Fed. Which means potential destabilization on whatever it is they're trying to do in the first place is probably going to get worse. Then you have the mass printing of money. You have no one wanting to work. Seems to me like Bitcoin's going to skyrocket by the end of the year. Because the, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Bitcoin's not going to skyrocket. The dollar is going to collapse. Yeah. that's a better way to put it. Huh.
2: Yeah, I think we need to repeal the Federal Reserve Act. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but we need a new right. a new system in place, like to withdraw Federal Reserve notes and then give you a cryptocurrency in Bitcoins. response. Give people two years to turn in all their Federal Reserve notes and then just n- make them all worth nil after that. So don't hoard your money. Turn it in. Let's start a new economy. Obviously they're going to track it if it's a, if it's a crypto on the blockchain. So every move you make, I don't know how they'll hide money off, offshore in, in Panama if it's a crypto. Maybe they can't. Maybe that's the point, or maybe no. Maybe it's other. really easy to do. Well, actually,
1: they actually have yeah different kinds of cryptos too that really do provide a lot like better Monero. security. I think yeah,
2: Monero so. you can't track. Uh, I think Zcash you can't track. No, 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 no,
0: Zcash can has has. I think I could be wrong about this, but it has uh, um, shadowed shadow accounts and visible accounts, so it works both ways. You can choose to ma- like a masked account or non. That's really interesting, actually. And look, this is what
1: Frederick Hayek said: was in, rather than having, I, I think Murray Rothbard wanted hundred percent you know, by law, 100% gold reserve standard. And Hayek just said, let there be competing currencies. I think this is the Ron Paul position. Just what you do is you have to repeal the legal tender laws and you have to re- repeal the taxes on different alternative currencies, right? Because so if you're taxing capital gains on silver and bitcoins and everything, that makes it impossible to use as a currency, really, or much more Especially if you use.
2: inflate the dollar and cause the the cost of silver to go up double, Right, And then tax them on that increase, even though the value didn't increase. They right. just printed twice the amount of money, so it looks like it. And then you lose right. a fourth of your money because they printed twice as
1: much. Yep, yep. And
2: in they've tax. been printing
0: like crazy.
1: I have to tell you the bad news is I talked with Robert Higgs, and this conversation is probably 10 years old now or more, but Robert Higgs is the great libertarian economist um, that wrote Crisis and Leviathan. You know, any of the different kind of answers for why people are so dependent on the dollar, they're dependent on the dollar because they have been. The dollar has been the world reserve currency since the end of World War Two. And it's going to stay that way for a very long time, because what it would take to stop that would be for every central banker in the world to wake up one day and realize that all those hundred dollar bills in their bank vault are worth nothing and try to panic and sell them all at the same time. But they're all painted into a corner. If any of them ever do that, then they're the one precipitating the crisis
0: and making and it worse. The and they're not going to be able to get rid of the money before what if they the, lose but hold, it. Hold on. Hold on. What if all of these bankers are sitting there with $100 in their bank account, and then they're like, I don't want to be the one to sell because it'll cause my, my money to start losing value. So I won't be able to sell fast enough. And then Joe Biden yells out, trunin on a shot of pressure and starts printing money like crazy. Then they're going to be like, well, he's already doing it. So dump the dollar. Right. People well, are going to want to get out before it hits because he's already tanking it. Right. It could happen. But then there's also the question of American military power.
1: And are you going to sell all those hundred dollar bills in your vault if we're going to kill you if you try it?
0: Wasn't it, uh you know, we had Gaddafi. What did he want to trade in dinars?
1: Yeah, he wanted to. Essentially, they still use the French franc. In yeah. the formerly French colonies of Africa, yeah. and even though the French are on the euro, they right. still use the French franc. And then he wanted to undermine that by switching to a gold-backed dinar. Yeah, although and then he died. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> so I'm not weird how that happens. Right, I'm not really sure like how much evidence there is that that was really the French's worry. I think Sarkozy was really worried that it was embarrassing to him that he had stood by um, Ben Ali in Tunisia mm-hmm. all the way up until he was forced to flee. At the, at the very start of the Arab Spring. Yeah. And so he had a public relations problem and he was going to take it out on Gaddafi. And then Gaddafi had also uh, spent a bunch of money on Sarkozy's election campaign. So then he had the same problem John McCain and Joe Lieberman had with Gaddafi. Was, they had sucked up to him and been too nice to him recently. And so now that he was a hate figure again, they had to turn on him again. It well, was we, politics. Can, we,
0: we can thank the Obama yeah. administration Hillary Clinton for absolutely destroying North Africa.
1: Absolutely right. And look, there was a, just a piece the other day about the ISIS, Sharia, Islamist state in northern Mali, which is a direct consequence of the war in Libya. It's got a whole chapter in the book.
2: Have you studied uh, Sidney Blumenthal much? Uh-huh. Uh, she, he basically was sent emails to Hillary Clinton. This is part of her email scandal. She tried to delete as much as possible, but you can see in Podesta's email, right. You can look them up. Sidney Blumenthal, John Podesta, well, Hillary Clinton, and, and, and fact, Osprey
1: the, the, Global Solutions, which was Hillary, which was yeah. uh, I think which, Sydney's the, company that he wanted. It's arms-running company. I think the Blumenthal emails actually were released by the State Department. I think those were not the ones that were leaked uh, in the DNC leak and the Podesta leak. They I were the they were the State Department. Jason Leopold sued under the Freedom of Information Act, and they are. Very incriminating. Yeah. I mean, he warns her that they're rounding up and murdering blacks just for being black on the false accusation that they're mercenaries. And this is in, like, April. They kept the war going another eight months after that. They could have called it off at any time. Obama forbade Hillary working at all with Sidney Blumenthal. I thought
2: he was bad news. And Hillary was like, okay, and then just kept working with him anyway. And he would send her battle tactics emails like, you need to invade Libya. When we get there, we'll set up my company, Osprey Global Solutions, to... Fund the the revolutionaries, you know, basically the American-backed new military. Hillary's like, okay, she just passes it on to her military no, advisor. That's
0: that's, that's that's the game.
2: It's yep. disgusting. Game. It's it's called arms arms running, uh, war profiteering. It's illegal, as far as I know. I, well, although maybe on, it's not bro. illegal. I don't know. Can this I is, be a war so, so
0: hold on. Let's 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 we'll, we'll bring it back before we go to super chats. This is what the woke people realized. There's yeah. no truth but power. Oh, it's illegal. Well, they control the courts. So what does it matter anymore? Hillary Clinton like he, like she's going to go to jail for anything. Well, let's let's uh let's jump to super chats, my friends, if you haven't already, give that like button a good tap because it really does help out the show. We appreciate it. And uh thank you to everybody and uh, all the super chats for your opinions. Go to timcast.com become a member because we're going to have a members-only segment coming up after the show at timcast.com where we say the things that YouTube doesn't like us saying and we swear a whole lot. But uh let's let's uh let's read what we got here. 1976 says for tim and ian and anyone else that writes songs what is your process for lyrics here's what i do i'll make some riffs i'll jam on the guitar and then whatever the music sounds like in terms of feel i uh, i envision in my mind like a world I, i imagine a scenario and then i write a story i visualize a story and then i write the words to describe what that story is that's how I do it. Um,
2: I turn on a video camera, and then I start writing, playing chords together, and then I just start saying whatever comes out. I just start stream of consciousness riffing, and I'll go back and watch the video and then
1: write down what I
2: said, and that's usually where the lyrics come from. Yeah. Do you
1: write music? No, man. I have no musical talent whatsoever. But you can skateboard. I can skateboard.
0: Right on. We're going to skateboard right after this show. We are. You and yeah. I. We're going to go uh, have fun uh, in that. We're gonna, and I'm right. going to see you hit up the six-foot. That's going to be fun, dude. All right. Jordan Jones says, saw your firearm video. Righteous, bro. Hear me out. Less head movement by bringing the optic to your eye and can't your your rifle a little bit. You may need to re-zero a bit, but it's good training. Right on. Uh, You know, we fired a 50 BMG, Barrett M82. It was good good fun. Right. We went to the range. Had a great time. Trent Lamellino says, Scott the man. Dave Smith for president. Oh, yeah. We is didn't it, talk about Dave much on the show tonight. But you want to talk about Dave? He's is it going to be a Smith-Horton ticket? No, it is not.
1: <laughs> I think, but I, but I will be backing up my man the whole yeah. time. Smith, I promise that. Smith-Gabbard, Gabbard,
2: maybe, if Tulsi can get involved. Tulsi's great. I love she's, Tulsi. She's an incredible
1: awesome. military uh, mind. She's, she's no libertarian, though. No, she's not. I know I want to bring all these people together. It doesn't matter what party we call it. But I sure would like to see her run in the primary again.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was on great. On the Democrat side. When she just, like... Destroy. Mike dropped Kamala Harris. Oh, man, that
1: was beautiful.
2: <laughs> oh, and, right. and, I,
0: and I really think they wanted Kamala to be president. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, oh, but so that, badly. You saw it You saw it in the polls, like Kamala Harris and then Tulsi Gabbard. And, then <laughs> and remember what it was she said. She goes, this is a lady who locked people up by the thousands
1: for smoking pot. And then when she was asked about it, she laughed. Yep. And this is a lady who hid evidence that a guy on death row was innocent. And tried to keep him on death row until finally the courts just intervened. Why? force her to give up. Why'd she hide it? Uh, you know, I, I have no idea. To protect her underling who had prosecuted the guy, oh, wow. I guess. And then, so this is just nothing but conspiracy to murder somebody, right? Like, how do you recover from that? And Tulsi Gabbard called her out for it.
0: And she goes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got me. I did do that. Tulsi you Gabbard. <laughs> Called out Kamala Harris keeping people in prison beyond their sentences to use as slave labor to put yep. out fires in California. Yep. That lady is awful. And then after the debate was over, she just stood
1: there like an idiot. Then after the <laughs> debate was over, she goes, Oh, yeah? Well, you love Bashar al Assad. Such trash. And, yeah. it, and then the point went to Kamala Harris, according to TV. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Not right. according they were to like, me. Oh,
0: she got her. Yeah, big one. All right. Adam Baker says, Hey, Tim, took your advice and started to make good decisions and work hard and just got financially stable. Working on a stand-up special to send you for your streaming service. Keep fighting the good fight, guys. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Uh, I want to. I want to. I want to mention something because there was a a a thread by uh, Taylor Lorenz of the New York York Times about the housing boom, Mm -hmm. and she was referencing a TikTok meme where they they were explaining how housing makes no sense. Like, so this guy goes, he's like, "I have an apple. I'd like to sell it." And then a guy goes, can I see your Apple? And he goes, no, it's an Apple. You know what it is. Taking all bids. And he's like, no one's going to want to buy your Apple if you can't. And then a guy goes, $5. And then some guy goes, $20. And then one guy walks in. He's like, $100. I'm from California. It's the cheapest Apple I've ever seen. It's it's like a funny (laughs) joke. Right. But so so Taylor points out, she's like, who has all of this money sitting around to just buy a house like this? And of course, being from the New York Times, a lot of the responses were from the traditional establishment left liberal perspective where it's like, well, it's all rich people and investors who are only able to buy homes. And you'd get a a little bit mixed in there where someone's like, I bought a home with like only a few percent down. Yeah, 5%, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, in some cases, even 3%, depending on, you know, I think veterans can get zero down. But then my my response was, you know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to any of these people who, who genuinely don't understand. When I got a job at Vice, and Vice was paying me decently to be this correspondent traveling around, I slept on on a couch for 300 bucks a month. I lived in New York for 300 bucks a month, sleeping on a couch. It was not particularly comfortable. People would be coming over and my friend was doing his thing and I'd wake up at three in the morning and like, again, migraines. But 300 bucks can't be beaten, Williamsburg. And so then all the money vice was paying me, I just go into the bank, go into the bank. And then you don't need that much to actually buy a house, like several thousand dollars. Like, I think it's like five, like uh, 5K in closing costs, depending on what percentage you're putting down. You can get a house, young people don't realize this. I've met too many people who are like, my apartment costs three grand. I'm like, have you considered like not having a $3,000 apartment? I guess people don't, they can't fathom sleeping on a floor for, for for dirt to save money. They can't fathom sacrificing. They believe that they should have a, a, a certain standard. And I can respect that people should have a house and like a bed and like a shower and stuff. But life isn't this like video game where the rules are equal for everybody. You know, life is, it is what it is. Some people live outside. Some people are happy living outside. Some people have f- pa- parents who pay their bills. And if you want to get ahead, that means you got to save resources. But just wanted to say that. Let's read some more. Ameris45 says, U.S. expat in China. This video made the rounds on WeChat. Any comments were shut down quick. People are terrified to say anything about it here. Cherish and protect free speech. I miss it. First super chat. Hey, appreciate it.
2: What video? This video? That no, doing? the John
0: Cena one. Oh. Yeah. We got a bunch of, uh, uh, super chats on China. Joel Stein says normalizing relations with China didn't make them more like us. It's making us more like them. Raise that red fist. I mean, that's another thing. Like, you know, the Black Lives Matter symbol is the red salute. Yeah. And people, like, I see people in my own extended family marching around raising the red salute. I'm like, that's, that's, that's scary. That's creepy ideological stuff. Which, you
1: know, when you mentioned earlier about how the idea was, we send Milton Friedman over there to teach Deng Xiaoping about (laughs) capitalism that they'll end up adopting a more of a libertarian social policy as well. And, you know, it's easy to just say, well, that didn't come true. But I always like to start with my blame in Washington, D.C. And it seems to me like if at the end of the Cold War, we'd elected Ron Paul in 88 when he ran and we'd elected Harry Brown in 96 (laughs) to see us through the end of the 20th century and into the 21st, We had renounced world empire, and Harry Brown just spent every day giving the world his Statue of Liberty speech not killing them but constantly lecturing them on not being free enough and not doing enough to protect human liberty. And I think we'd be living in an entirely different world in the Muslim world and in China and everywhere else. I think the the true American creed of individualism and liberty out of our Declaration of Independence would have a lot more purchase, but instead – America is the most corrupt government on the face of the earth. It's soaking in the blood of something like 2 million dead people from the last 20 years and for nothing. Attacking countries that never attacked, uh, never attacked yeah. us, never threatened us. So if you look at places like, say, Pakistan, where they'll stone you to death for converting to Christianity. Well, we're not really in any position to criticize them for that. Because you know what's the worst thing about Pakistan american drones blowing grandmothers up okay you and do, so how can we say to them you guys aren't doing liberty right when we're not doing liberty right, right. and we're supposed to be the standard bears? do
0: you know what the mandela effect is yeah, yeah you know what the mandela yeah. effect is right so there so for those that aren't familiar it's that it started because some people were convinced that they heard news reports that nelson mandela died in prison yet he didn't and then he was alive and so people are like what is this and so a lot of people then believe that they've accidentally jumped timelines. Can we just, um, you know, everybody right now just wish wish it's possible so we can jump <laughs> to the timeline where Ron Paul won oh, in 2008? Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> like, how about an theory, yeah. in 88? In 88, to right, oversee right. the end of the Cold War. Well, but the problem is the timelines are too divergent at that point. Mm. Maybe, maybe, maybe 10 years is a leap. Uh, you know what, I, though?
1: I, One of the ones that really solidified that whole theory, the Mandela thing, I remember listening to this on Art Bell driving my cab around. And they were like, "Yeah, you know what? Also, I remember the Soviets went to the moon. I know they did. I remember <laughs> that, and I know where that came from. That's not an alternative dimension. Yeah. That's from Superman too, <laughs> where they're on the moon at the beginning, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they got a Russian. You know, wolf. And
0: that's 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 really what it likely is. But no. I, I want I want to point out something. That's very, look, I remember the Ron Paul era, and I didn't agree with a lot of his like moral positions, but I did agree with him saying no." And leave me alone and leave Leave everyone to their own devices. And I was like, I'll take the guy who says he's going to leave me alone. Because we can disagree on everything, but then he agrees to leave me alone. Right. That's great. Dude, right. we should jump to the timeline
2: when George Washington became the first American president. What? Because Ben Franklin did not.
1: He, he dropped the ball. Wait, what?
0: George Washington was so president. I
1: think this guy's from another dimension.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all think that. <laughs> anyway, I think we should jump to that timeline. All right, all right.
0: Let's read some more. About. Uh. Nahig says, "God damn it, 2 a.m. here in Sweden, and I see that the legend Scott Horton is on with Tim. I recently got my copy of Enough already. You guys are the best. Yeah, I got mine as well, oh, but uh, mine's autographed. Oh, also, yeah. <laughs> Everybody, show the book to the camera. So, yeah, I'm
2: right? gonna show it again at the end of the show. That's
1: right. Yes, that's every war from Jimmy Carter through the end of Donald Trump. Right? Is it possible book. to end war? You think and just live in like a harmonious symbiosis? Mostly." in terms of like a magical utopia where it never breaks out ever again kind of thing no but at the same time um there are many nations in the world that just never even entertain the idea of going to war with each other you know look at all the latin america costa rica's abolished their entire military yeah they're not afraid of being invaded by honduras honduras isn't going to invade them and they just take it easy um It's improved a lot of, like, literacy rates and things like that. They've invested in education. Yeah. You know, there was an article in the Washington Post that said, war is good for the economy, and war is great, and all this. It was obviously a completely amoral take. But what he was saying had some truth to it in the sense that he was arguing that the larger the conquest –
3: 18 plus. The more peace and
1: security within that conquest, the better it is for that population. So, for example, there hasn't been a major outbreak of war between Canada in the space between Canada and Mexico since the 1860s. And we've had this, you know, largely territorial monopoly on violence. And they finished killing off all the Indians after the end of the Civil War. But once they finish with the Indian Wars, we have essentially had peace and stability through this entire continent that was won through warfare. So, And that this has really been good for the American people overall in an amoral sense at least, just in a financial sense and in the growth of American power. But the thing of it is where he – the guy that wrote the article where he's making the, the invidious conflation is he's comparing the size of the territory – controlled by any given government with the size of the government and having a giant war and right. having a massive government that has this total control when, in fact, you could have an extremely minimal federal government in Washington, D.C., say, for example, just enough to keep the peace between Texas and Louisiana, but nothing more than that, then that would really be, you know, all other things being equal. Well, that we, would be the ideal. To we we,
0: we can end war. It's very easy, and I, I have this idea. I was thinking that what we would need to do is, you know, at at, at the height of these tensions around the world, you know, the Russia, the North Korea, the China stuff, we need to generate a fake alien invasion (laughs) that unifies all the countries against it. Now, the biggest problem we're facing is that Dr. Manhattan can see into the future. So we'll need to do some tachyon research to cloud his vision, in which case then we'll actually be able to get away with it. Solve the Dr. Manhattan problem. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. So as soon as we solve that, we'll be able to stage <laughs> the alien invasion, which will unify the planet. You,
1: yeah. you know what we can we'll do we'll in North but Korea? Here's what we could do in North Korea. We could kill them with kindness. We could drop all sanctions. We could promise to negotiate a final peace deal to end the Korean War, which we have only a ceasefire left over from 1952. We could open up all trade relations with them we could send Dennis Rodman and all of his friends <laughs> and and all of our best and worst bands and whatever
0: and and just we have absolutely nothing to lose. I think and you're right. Everything with to honey, give. Man, flies with honey. Flies Let absolutely. me let me let me read this though. Dylan Keller says, "Stop bringing CCP shills on the show." LMAO. Although I guess it works out for you since it gets dummies like me to super chat. You you're on to us. No, we we bring people on the show. Who, uh, we I mean we, I'd love to have a bunch of socialists on the show. They don't want to do it. They're That'd scared. Awesome. They're genuinely afraid of two things. One, legit leftists are scared of COVID. Like, young 20-something leftists we've invited on the show are like, dude, I, I'm really terrified. I won't, I won't travel. And I'm like, okay. And we've had a few that are like, oh, I'm not worried about it. So they're scared of that. But many of them are scared of getting canceled. They, there's, there's a few people I know. They do not have, look, a lot of these leftists are young. You know, you're, you got 10 years on me. You know so much more than I do about this foreign policy stuff. I'm not afraid to be like, oh, you know, I guess I don't know that, huh? That's interesting. But they are. They know if they come on the show and they're like 25, I'm 35, I don't know everything, but I have 10 years more experience watching all this political stuff, they'll get trounced. Mm-hmm. They'll say something about like some socialist policy and then I'll bring up something where it, like it happened, it didn't work, and they'll be like, I don't know what that is. So they don't want to come on the show. I'd love to have conflicting opinions. Uh, we try to get as many people with different opinions as possible. So, But uh, it is true that whenever there's disagreeableness or you know passion, people super chat a lot more yeah sure which by the way the government of china i don't think anybody argues
1: whether it's a totalitarian dictatorship or whether the people there are free or not the question is whether we should fight them or not right the question is whether we should believe all the propaganda that's told about them in order to try to get us amped up to fight the question is whether they pose a threat to the people of the
0: united states of america or don't they and what should mm -hmm. our real policy be all right well let's read it we got more we got uh Brock. Wick says, get Michael Bolden from 10th Amendment Center on the show. Oh, yeah. He is an expert on states nullifying federal law regarding guns, weed, and immigration sanctuaries.
1: Absolutely endorse that. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Michael Bolden is a brilliant genius. And the 10th Amendment Center does such good work. And because they're libertarians, they they tell leftists, oh, you don't like nullification because that reminds you of the Civil War or something like that. Well, what do you think? Sanctuary cities for immigrants are. Yeah. And what do you think legalized pot is? That's Ooh. nullification and interposition yep. straight out of the Virginia and Kentucky resolutions. And then he says to the right wingers, he goes, listen, you guys might not like sanctuary cities and legalized pot, but it's working. So this do is it. what you need yeah. to do with guns. Yeah. How are you going to yes. stop They're federal gun control? It. They're doing it.
0: You do it from the bottom up nullification and Declaring interposition. Declaring sanctuary states. Yep. What happens? If, you know, I think West Virginia declared a sanctuary two a sanctuary, I think that I'm not sure. But what happens if one of these jurisdictions? Everybody just says they're going to buy up NFA items. The ATF doesn't have the ability to go after that. So prohibition doesn't work. The federal government is not that strong. It's only through confidence in their power that people, you know, abide by this stuff. Right. That being said, becomes a really interesting point for how YouTube would function. If West Virginia says it's legal, the federal government says it isn't. What do you who, who, who's the right in that regard? Because the states are are sovereign. You know, the federal government is it's a federation. There, it does. You know, it is supposed to supersede. But then, is California wrong? Can we can we say California is wrong about immigration? I, if West I mean, Virginia is wrong about guns, what they, they have the supremacy
1: clause, but that doesn't mean that unconstitutional federal laws override state laws. Only constitutional ones. And so now the courts are always going to almost always side with the feds. Right. But if you remember back in the 1990s. Um, there's this guy, Sheriff Mack, sued under the 10th Amendment against the – it wasn't the 2nd Amendment. He used the 10th Amendment to sue over the background checks because it was an, essentially an unfunded federal mandate to the states that oh, they had to do these background checks and pay for them all. And he said this is a violation of the 10th Amendment, and the Supreme Court upheld it and wow. struck down the
0: background checks on that. All let right, right, let's, uh, let's read a little bit more. We got – Daniel Maxwell says China is fighting an economic war against the United States while trying also to keep the United States ignorant of that fact. I think so. Uh, What does
1: economic war mean? They keep selling us microphones at reasonable prices? It means that they
0: can have their their people work in unsavory circumstances with the point of mass suicide Mm. to undercut the market, making it cheaper and more lucrative for American greedy interests to just – send the factories overseas at the expense of the American workers. Well, that sounds
1: like a war between American big business and American workers, and the Chinese are just the Exploiting useful it. tool of the Americans. Well,
0: yeah. the, the the Chinese view it as, you know, we're in the, we're in this for the long haul. Let's extract as much value from that system and, and enrich ourselves, and it means it, to, to them make the people you know, essentially sacrifice, and that's long-term planning. In the U.S., you get some CEOs who's like, ah, I can make more money moving the, the factory over to China, so I'll do it. And it's terrible for the environment, so it, it, that's that's the economic warfare. But it's also the Belt and Road Initiative. It's also the attempts. Uh, you know, I'm get, for
1: that. I don't see what's the problem with the Belt and Road Initiative. They want to build a highway and a railroad line and a fiber optic line from Shanghai to Lisbon. That's it's 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 all the part of greatest econom- invention in human history. What's wrong with that? It's just all part of economic
0: warfare. I'm not. Uh, I think yeah. it's, it's, it's I a, don't
1: see the warfare part of it. Uh, economics, you know, capitalism is mutually beneficial exchange i mean you're right that they have a government and everything but what threat do they pose i for example this is part of my whole uh, authoritarianism encroaching
0: throughout the 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 world
1: yeah but look kazakhstan is already an authoritarian state the chinese aren't making it into one you know what i mean um and you know people talk about we have to stay in afghanistan to keep china out but china's not invading afghanistan they're gonna buy it Yeah, if if they're going to buy anything, they're going to try to buy, you know, influence in very small areas where they can make some money mining or something. But there's no real security. Let's
0: let's, let's get more serious though. Do you know that one of the reasons we have a housing crisis is that China will come in and offer insane amounts of money to people selling? So somebody's got a house, it's worth 300K. They'll be like, I'm going to sell it for 300. And then a working class family says, I can afford that. And then the Chinese investor says, I'll give you 400 on the spot. Well, Working-class family can't get the house, and then you end up with more homeless. I'd
1: like to know more about the Chinese role in inflating American housing prices. I mean, right now in Austin, where I'm from, you have hundreds and hundreds, thousands even, of houses being bought up at a time by Wall Street hedge yep, funds. Yep. And they're not Chinese. They're from New York. And the thing is, the interest rates are so low, they actually would be crazy to not do that. They actually you know, seem to have no choice but to invest in land because— nothing else is paying off. And so, you know, you can't invest in a bank CD, right? You can't just have a savings account. you got to uh, do something with your money. you got little old ladies gambling in Bitcoins in the stock market because yeah. they're losing money on having a savings account. So yeah. you have... And then... They all, you know, invest in these mutual funds and these kinds of things and then they turn around and, and buy up all the housing. But again, it all comes from the free money. The hedge funds, where are the where are the hedge funds getting this money? That's not their savings. Thanks. They're taking out a giant yeah, yeah. loan from the bank that got it from the Fed, gave them
0: a license for to free. print money. Yep. yep. All right, let's read this. We got Sergeant Hodel says, Hey Tim, let's all help out Project Veritas for free. Shockingly, the woke Amazon Smile program has Veritas available as a charitable organization, and a portion of all your purchases get donated to them.
3: Cool. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. uh Veritas posted the clip from the show where I said James needs 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 to get corrective <laughs> surgery because it, for his back because he has too many spines or his spine is too big. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I thought it was funny. That's hilarious. I said it and then I heard it and I was like, I'm oh, funny. I'm funny. I'm a funny, funny guy. A funny guy. <laughs> it was a good show. It's good to appreciate yourself. That's right. <laughs> All right. The Civic Nationalist says, Scott and everyone go watch T.I.K. on YouTube. He has a lot of videos on the Second World War. Hitler was the aggressor. We were defending the Polish from both the Soviets and the Germans. Also look into Pax Britannica. Don't talk about things you know so little about.
1: (laughs) Read Churchill, Hitler and the Unnecessary War by Pat Buchanan. We weren't defending Poland from anything. Poland belonged to the communists until 1989. The British never put one soldier on the ground in Poland to kick the Nazis out. The whole thing was a giant blunder, and it was Winston Churchill himself who said at the end of the war, ah, geez, I guess I really shouldn't have done that, huh?
0: Yeah. I got one you'll like. Free men die free says conservatives have always been wrong on foreign policy. It's the libertarians' turn to control foreign policy. Full autos for all the citizens and death to the military empire. Uh, I'm, I'm totally down. You know, you know why I've always said like my my politics are actually like kind of left of center libertarian, but I would vote for like among candidates like a Ron Paul. I think it was Ron Paul who said no one is stopping is a paraphrase. If you want to have a socialist commune in the United States, no Mm. one's stopping you. Right. You literally can just go do it. And I'm like, I dig it. Yep. So if, if that guy's in charge, you can leave me alone, and I'll do, and I'll live the way I want to. I don't, I'm don't. libertarian. I don't want to tell anybody. I might lean left because that means I want to have a, a farm with a bunch of hippies on it who share their watermelons, and we don't want to compete. But if you want to have an, an, an ANCAP or a more libertarian right thing, you go do your thing. I'll do my thing. That's what we all agree on. Yep. Ron Paul was a candidate for that. I'll take it. Yeah, you know. absolutely.
1: And you know, in Austin, when I grew up, there was a hippie commune out east of town out in Bastrop called the Zendik Farm. And they had a mini ramp out there. So hey, me and my nice. friend John went out to skate the mini ramp. That was probably the last time I could do Ollie Blunt's. <laughs> Um And uh, those are the days. And it was crazy. Like, you know, they had it was just like you would expect. Right. There's the big purple house where only the elite of the commune <laughs> are allowed to go. Right. And then you have the smaller house where the yeah. other guy. And then, you know, there's people out there breaking their back in the field. And it didn't seem very Sounds fun like to me communism. at all. Yeah, it was
0: ridiculous, yeah. man. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a thing. But they were free to do it. And nobody stopped them from doing it. Communism is the most effective form of government for five people. Yeah. I, I had to pause about this as For friends. the dictator, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> for no, him no, and his no. friends. Uh, in, in every scale. So if you're just five people, like it's just you and four other people... Communism works real great. Like the uh, who, who said it? Where Jack you know, Murphy. Jack Murphy. At, at home, I'm a communist. But he was
2: quoting someone uh, else.
0: You know, we, we all share all the resources for everybody. The kids do the chores because it's what they're able to do, but they get food regardless. And yes, when you are just five people, it's very, very easy to have friends who work together. Instead, you know, you, just like, hey, I'm going to go do the dishes. Would you mind picking up the food? Yeah, no problem. It's simple. And then as you scale up, communism works really well for five people. Once you have Mm -hmm. a country of 300 million, communism still works really well for just those five people. That's that's the name of the game. I like that. All right. Uh, uh, Creamer of the Dairy Squad says, sixth super chat. Hope you read it. Hey, Tim, got my emergency food in the mail today. Ian, check your Twitter DM's message about metaphysics. I like that. Oh, we got some um, polycarbonate. Should have been here today for 3D printing. Yep, it's here. Oh, cool. It is here. Yeah, I saw it. Did Andreas get it?
3: Uh, I put it outside.
0: I hope he found it.
3: It's sitting on the, it's sitting on So
0: I printed a, uh, th- this, is this, this is one of the coolest things ever. I've been rollerblading a lot more than skateboarding, and we've been having fun with it. But there's a thing called an H-Block, which allows you to do grinds on rollerblades. We 3D printed our own, Ooh. and I shattered, shattered oh, it. Oh, nice. It's awesome. But it was just really cool to be able to 3D print something I could practically use that, that works. Hmm. And then to break it was even better, because I was like, yeah, because I printed another one. 3D printing's awesome. Did you document it That's yet? Cool. That's no, cool. no, I just broke and then I popped it out and then I work. so hopefully we'll 3 pr- three print some polycarbonate once. Oh, that'd be a
2: good video. We should, yes. we should vlog that.
0: Yeah, and, and it's it's really cool. Um I also ordered these ridiculous rollerblades. They're not rollerblades, they're uh, uh two bike tires and then on the axle on the inside are foot holders. What? So you actually strap your feet in and you have two bike tires on your left and Insane. right legs. It's the craziest looking thing ever. Mm. It's gonna be so much fun. And they have inner tubes. Oh they're like actual bike tires. We're going to get weird. Oh cool. And I'll huh. be the I'll be the only one to actually do tricks on those things and people will be like it's a new sport. And then we got to get pogo sticks. Yeah. Dude, I've seen some amazing pogo stick videos. Wow. I've seen like people do grinds on these. like a guy hit a handrail on a pogo stick. They do it all the time Yeah, apparently. I saw
1: some insane pogo stick video about a year ago. It was and it was it was the pogo stick itself was like a new and improved yeah. kind of version, and then Hitting like you're saying, yeah, the, yeah, doing stairs Dude, and rails—that's cool, man. Yeah, I like a it. guy
0: he like pogoed up, did like a, a sp- pogo spin, and then landed on a handrail. Oh, that's fun sweet. stuff, man. I'm stoked to see that. I just it's just really cool to see people use things in ways they weren't intended. Nice. I, I I've, I've always been a hacker, and that's the thing about hacking. Hacking is making something do something it wasn't intended to do. Right. Skateboarding and all of these disciplines do very much of that. It's awesome. I love it. Yep all right let's grab some more super chats here oh that one got retracted we don't have too much time but we'll we'll as many as we can i am insanity says been watching since 2015 and modeled my news channel after you no cursing and article fact-based would love a shout out for both this channel let's play slash video games and the n sane report that's e-n-s-a-n-e news with a psychotic twist hey there you go man appreciate it good luck cool Sol Invictus says, my local news channel could not report on overnight shootings without saying it in such a way that it made it sound like a 17-year-old shot a 90-year-old. In reality, they were two separate victims. Weird. Hmm. Yeah. Today at George Floyd Square, the no-go zone, there was a – like the news reporter was giving a speech or whatever, and then gunshots started ringing out like crazy. Yeah, People, I saw that like, headline. Yeah, and, I, and you know what I said? I'm looking at the story, and I'm like, that's a no-go zone. The no-go zones are defined as areas where normal governance governance has ceased. The police, medical can't go there or are are scared to go there. Regular people can't enter or can enter with only great risk. And I'm like, that clearly defines all of these autonomous zones. There's like people being shot and killed, and the the people who have written about the George Floyd Square. It's not some like anarchist utopia. It is it is violence and chaos. It is the opposite of what people you know. It's an, it's the opposite of what we hear about. Like, uh, um, what is it uh, uh, Acapulco? How do you is that is that it? Yeah, anarco-polco. yeah. That's the that's the event. Yeah, yeah. Down there, I hear like people get along and they actually. What's that city, What's that place in Mexico where they got rid of the police? Oh, I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. See, that's that's, that's in the
1: west. I think right.
0: The places like that are where like actual anarchy functions when mm-hmm. regular people just want to be left alone. These autonomous zones are being run by authoritarians who, who right. just do whatever they want. It's, it's just absolutely not the same thing. Sharon. Oh,
3: Chiron. yeah. Sharon. Yep.
0: Sonny James says, disagree with your guest's opinion on AZT. It was recycled on AIDS patients when doctors found it too deadly for cancer patients. Fauci made money off of that. Not to mention, Kerry Mullis said PCR technology couldn't detect viruses. He wanted to debate Fauci. Interesting.
1: Sorry. I missed uh, uh, mixed up AZT with another one then or something. Cause I know that it, the story in the eighties was he was suppressing the drugs in order to boost research into the vaccine.
3: Interesting. All,
1: All right. right. They never did come up with
0: that. We, we have Carrie Mollis
1: is legit, by the way. I like that guy a lot. Yeah. yeah.
0: Stephen Clyde says, Scott, I had a blast hanging out with you at the LP convention. Can you talk about the Mises caucus for a minute?
1: Yeah, sure. So the Mises Caucus is a radical new young faction of the Libertarian Party led by a guy named Michael Heiss, and it's basically the Ron Paul Revolution has decided to join the LP. See, there's been a real problem with the Libertarian Party because back in the 1980s, the Rothbard faction and the Cato faction all fought so badly, they both left. And they essentially just left kind of a husk of an LP behind. And there's been... No offense to long-term LP people out there. I'm not trying to fight you, but there's been this dichotomy where you have the people who sit around reading and caring about this stuff, and then you have the people who work together in the party, networking and doing the work and collecting the petitions and staying on the ballot and things. But those people don't read and don't know what the hell is going on, and they're not mad as hell about it. And so you get a lot of stuff like, geez, it'd be better if taxes were lower. And, you know, wars are bad. (laughs) But you don't get like, hey, man, these taxes are destroying these people's lives. And no. this war is bad, and this war is bad, and this war is bad.
0: Now, no, 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 hear me and, out, though. But this
1: is, the, this is the new invention, is the Mises Caucus are guys who are principled and radical and actually care a lot about what's going on in the country now. So they could talk about libertarianism in a way that's not just abstraction. Like, hey, we should be like Switzerland, neutral. Right. But
0: we need to come home from Afghanistan today. Now, now hear me out. Okay. What if we raised taxes to 100% and engaged in complete and total war around the planet? Oh.
1: Well, that's what it would take, <laughs> probably. And then we'd all Just lose. Just the opposite. Yeah, we'd all lose because there's, what, eight or nine countries with H-bombs now. So,
0: mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what is this? Garbage main? Tim, please tell Scott hi from his favorite garbage man and skateboarder in San Antonio. Can't wait to skate that ramp again soon. Oh, yeah. This is my guy. We're Twitter
1: friends, and now he's coming out to the vert ramp. We skate every Wednesday and uh, Sunday morning. Right
0: on. skate church, and he's going to get them All right. out there soon. Danger Close uh, says, ask this guy if it's moral to position rocket artillery next to schools and hospitals. Hamas uses the Palestinian people as meat shields. Ask him if he supports the chant, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Hilarious. Should Israel turn off the Iron Dome and roll over?
1: First, ask him if if it's a war crime for the Israelis to put their defense department right in the middle of downtown Tel Aviv. Because that's the exact same thing. The Gaza Strip is one of the most heavily populated places in the world. It's a concentration camp. Okay? You know, people talk about, well, what would you do if the Mexicans started firing rockets over the Rio Grande? Well, by that, you mean the Mexican military, the Mexicans, not some Mexicans. The Mexicans means the sovereign nation state of Mexico and its military. But that's not what's going on here. These people were conquered 54 years ago. They live in a concentration camp under the total and complete control of Israel. So so, so it's not a sovereign state with Hamas... Attacking and starting a war, and the Israelis defending themselves—that's not it at all. And there's essentially very few places in the Gaza Strip you could place artillery or rockets or anything where it's not close to somebody else. Now, you want to talk about human shields? Just type in "Israeli soldiers human shields," and there they tie a little kid to the uh, to the uh, or no, they tie a grown man to the uh, front of their jeep and drove around with him in 2014, use him as a human shield. And then there's a picture. Uh, a little boy, probably 13, 14 years old, who for hours, they made the IDF made him walk in front of them and, and go in first when they kicked in doors and all these things, literally using him as a human shield, not a figure of speech, a metaphor. Well, Hamas launches rockets from nearby. I don't even know
0: if it was Civilians. Hamas that launched the rockets. Hamas well, was an uh, Islamic I'm getting, I'm getting so reports. This is, so I
2: don't
1: even know what's that.
0: I don't know if it's a false flag. Well, okay, okay, okay. It, it is true yeah, that yeah. Hamas was uh, operating in the same building as Associated Press. No, nah, that's not that, true. There's there was no, no report for that. It was reported in 2014 that reporters for the no, Associated but, Press Yeah, but that said, reporter was
1: full of it, and the Associated Press repudiated his claims then. There was no evidence for that whatsoever. It was a total hoax story. I'm not, I, I can't— y- Fake news.
0: So this is this is the inherent challenge, I suppose, it's, it's with, all, re, with so all conflict. It's based, based on it's,
1: reports. Yeah. So here's what we right. have. We have the Israelis claimed that, and you have the Israelis told Joe Biden, here's the evidence for it, and Joe Biden accepted it. But then, it's still secret. They've never provided any evidence this for us. Is, this is and the, the AP said that's absolutely not the case.
0: But this, this is the problem with this conflict, period, is that, it is it is it is the it is one of like the issues you ha- you have to choose who you trust cho- cho- uh, choose if it's fake news or not i don't trust well, any military
1: you know organization it is, oh, it's just like anything else though i mean what it is is choose as many different sources of information as you can and then make them fight right? right like you can't live your life without reading the washington post you have to read the washington post you also have to know that they are your enemy and they hate your guts and they lie to you most exactly. of the time and they have an agenda at the same time they have real resources and important reporters same, who get it's, important it's, stories. So you have the same to problem. sift and sift and sift and it's, it's, do it's your same, best. It's, it's the same problem same when, I, when
0: I see videos in New York of a Palestinian activist chasing a, a Jewish man down the street or, or a Jewish guy getting, getting beaten, attacked, or a woman getting explosive thrown at her by these pro-Palestinian groups. And then I see them telling me that they're defending themselves. So I, I understand that's not the same thing as Palestine. But I see these videos coming out of activist groups that are very much I, – I, I enter this thing as like – I was not alive when this thing started. And I see videos where I'm like, they're both claiming the same things about each other. Which yeah. one am I supposed to just decide is correct or, or right, right or wrong? Right. Hey, I got another better idea. Why the fuck are we involved in it? Right. Now you got me swearing. There we go. Well, let's, let's, it's let's, already let's, the aftershow. Yeah, I know. We're going to get to the aftershow. So <laughs> let me, let me, uh, we'll read some, uh, some more super chats, but we got, we'll do, we'll do one last one, which is a big one. Mark Ashley says, Hey, Scott, what's your theory on why Abdul Rahman al was killed? Uh, I think it was just because of,
1: what a propagandist he was, what a successful propagandist he was. This is before YouTube was kicking Ab- people Ab- off. Abdurrahman al Alalaki. Oh, I'm sorry. 16-year-old. The, year the old. boy. I'm sorry. Um, Not Anwar. I, I think only because he knew too much. I mean, they said that they were trying to kill the guy he was with and that he was, you know, unlucky to be there too.
0: They bombed but a civilian restaurant knew. in Yemen.
1: Well, I don't, they don't care about that. Right. <laughs> but I think... I mean, if there was like a a, a kind of covert sort of secret reason why they wanted to kill the boy, it was because he knew too much about his father because he was certainly not a terrorist. He went there to find his father and bring him home. And but he had to have known that he had been an FBI informant in the past and things like that. I mean, honestly, the the Occam's razor explanation is they just didn't give a damn. They were yeah. killing the guy that he was with and he was there. Now, what's interesting, really interesting is the i forget if it was delta or the seals i think it was the seals shot and killed alaki's daughter that's right Nora, under trump under trump yeah. shot her in the neck she bled out she over eight? four hours and yeah eight years yep. old and uh or nine i think eight yeah yeah um and and again they said well wrong place wrong time oh. she was at uh you know associated with this guy who yep for for obvious reasons had been associated with her father and, and that's an American so, uh, citizen who was
0: killed without yeah. charge or trial. All three of them, all three right. of them,
1: American-born American citizens.
0: And that was uh, Obama granted us that, but that that eight-year-old girl was under Donald Trump. That was yep. one of his first orders. So, yep. but uh, man, what an awful note to leave the show on, huh? Well, we're gonna go to timcast.com and have a bonus segment. So make sure you go and sign up. Follow this show on Facebook, facebook.com/slash timcastirl. Share our videos so we can leverage that network, get more people to come to the website and we're on instagram at timcast irl we're live monday through friday at 8 p.m so thanks for hanging out leave us a good review on the on all the podcasts if you uh, uh you know review platforms whatever do you want to shout anything out scott anti-war.com
1: anti com is the most important project on the internet and uh i'm pretty proud of the libertarian institute as well and uh, check out the book enough already it's all the wars from jimmy carter through right now and sign up for my podcast feed i'm at scotthorton.org i actually have 5,500 something interviews for you going back to 03 there almost all on foreign policy and uh, i'm also on youtube.com slash scott horton show oh and one more thing about that if you go to youtube.com slash scott horton show i have the video version of that book where i basically walk through all of it from jimmy carter
2: all
3: the way through
1: and that's kind of a nice little primer to get you started
0: cool
2: uh, you can follow me at iancrossland, uh, net and at Ian Crossland on social media. This is it, Enough Already, Time to End the War on Terrorism by Scott Horton. And, Scott, where's the best place people can get this?
1: Uh, it's on Amazon, but also if you go to uh, libertarianinstitute.org slash enough already, we got links to all of the different places, Barnes & Noble and Powell's books and Smashwords, and you can even read it on Scribd. And all cool. of those things, got all those options for you. Right, I cool.
3: You guys are free to follow me on Twitter.com, at Sour Patch Liz, as I attempt to get more followers than Sour Patch Kids.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm at Scott Horton Show on Twitter, too. There you go. There you go. We will see you all over at TimCast.com in the exclusive members-only segment.
3: Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you there. Bye.